Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 80. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth. Say hi. Yellow. And Steve. Say hi. Hey. Wow, okay. Bit delayed. Might be lagging. That's fine. Um, All right, Patrick. I'm putting question. you on the spot again. You've said a thing. Okay, I was going to put you on the spot, but yeah, go on. You've said a thing on the on the uh, messenger group chat about the podcast. I where where is my apology? What apology? You know the one. You know what you did. Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, context needed. Instructions unclear. Dick is caught in someone's ceiling fan. Might not be mine. Um. <clears throat> I I will not apologize for my subpar experience with the demo. I uh, am grateful to have such a good co-host to tell me that everything that I was having troubles with was in fact a skill issue and that I should just try again. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Literally filtered by not mean? reading. I believe I kept uh, saying skill issue and filtered multiple times. <laughs> in between honk shoes. Um, yeah, What's this about I, my feet? Uh, I I did go back and give the Final Fantasy 16 demo another go after last week, and I had much more fun with it. Uh, I think if I could put it down to what I <clears throat> what I what I think was the uh, difference, I was trying out moves without being in combat to see how they would play. Where because I wasn't able to string them into anything, they just had a huge amount of end, like, end lag. Yeah, yeah, so, I've noticed that actually playing the game, like, I think it's a way to stop people from spamming moves to speedrun, maybe? Because I've, yeah. I've done the gap closer where you, like, do a streak to forward, and after that, you just have a massive amount of delay where it's just, yeah, just walking is faster than trying to spam this. Yeah, and so... My mistake was not realizing that that was how the game worked because I'm used to playing games where the combat system is you do them well, I guess spam the move uh, and you spamming the move doesn't change regardless of whether or not it lands. And so much of the combat system here is dependent on you landing the first move to then string it into other moves. And once I figured that out, boy, howdy, did I have much more fun. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it so much, and uh, coincidentally there might have been a sale or two involved, that I now own two uh, absolutely forever platform-exclusive games on PS5 on disc, and that is now Final Fantasy sixteen. thank you, Seth, and Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. Both of which coming no, to PC no. at some point. Is it Rift Apart? Did Rift I get that Apart, right? yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh, no, I was thinking of a cracking time. I wasn't sure if it was a cracking time. Yeah, 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 ripped apart. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, but both of which probably come into PC. Oh, we already know Rift Apart Thanks, is. Thanks, Jim Ryan. And yeah, they've said Final Fantasy 16 is, but that's not going to be for at least six months. And even then, I think the way the game runs on PS5 at the moment, you're going to need a pretty beefy PC to make that run uh, properly. So you reckon my mm. five-year-old laptop no, with no, no not at dedicated all. graphics card could run it? <laughs> I reckon it could. Not even a current laptop could. What about if I spent $4,000 on one of those Alienware laptops? You'll just burn it. Um, you'll, you'll absolutely destroy it because I've, I've, I have experience with $4,000 Alienware laptops. They do not last. They're shit. Yeah, they last like 30 seconds before it's like, please plug me in. You and, know what? I, my, I'll plug, plug you into the side of the fucking road. <laughs> the first one I had, it's, um, it's GPU. <laughs> it's actually had mel- melted on me. 
Yeah, yeah, because I did the um, I did the gaming uh, course where they gave you a free Alienware laptop. Like, what the what? fuck? The yeah, fuck is this? That's that's how I started my path into getting into animation. I did that gaming course, and I was like, I really like this specific part of the course. I'm going to dedicate my time to that. Um, you keep saying that gaming what yeah, gaming I, course? Uh, I thought it was I, well, at least for at least for Steven's sake, I I think it was a common thing. Uh, they were Doxum. Doxum no, right no, now. No, no. It, it. It, it was yeah, what I'm talking about. It was a it was a <laughs> it was a community college thing called Avoca, and they got shut down because it was basically just a tax scam. But I got a yeah, free laptop out I of do. it. I apparently that the courses were good, but it was just they were uh, doing some dodgy things to make sure that the government was not getting their cut. Um, especially with like international students. Apparently, domestic students had a good time. But you got an Alienware laptop out of it. Fucker, man, that's a red flag. And you thought it was all right. No, no, hmm. no. I, the Alienware laptop was not all right. The course was all right. No, I mean, like, like you were given a gaming laptop for well, essentially paying the money to do a course. Like, I mean, uh, it just went on my hex fee anyway. Yeah, it's true, I guess. Ah, eh, I don't know. So the government paid if you, you're an Alienware laptop for you. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. That, that is 100% what went down. And actually, no, no, so no. If you, if mean- you want to get really semantic about it, the, um, the government paid for me to have three of those because the warranties never expired on them. And so the one I got the first time, the GPU melted and the, um, they had to replace it. And then the second one just died like a month later. So they had to replace it again. And whenever they replace it, they're like, yeah, no, we don't have that model of the laptop anymore because it's outdated. We're going to give you the newest one. Jeez. Yeah, interesting. This, even this is even the after getting guy. them for this free, though, the... I do not recommend those laptops. They're absolute shit. I can't believe this is the same editor that constantly complains about needing to get paid for his work. I don't, get, I don't get free shit anymore. Out of the government. I don't get free shit from the government anymore. I have to pay taxes <laughs> now. Not benefit from them. <laughs> Get one back. Burn, burn down a, a government building. You, you won't. Ever, you ever driven on a road before? <laughs> I will simply rob a bank. What about public transport? Uh, you ever use one of those? Yeah, I pay to use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I pay <laughs> both. It's not even a point of Steve. It's just a sad moment. You know what? Just for that, I'm going to take away your house. I don't own a house. You're based. There you go. You beat me. There you are. Can you take my landlord's I house and I, give it to me? No. I can't believe Steve already stole yours. The man, the man works quick when he puts his mind to something. So, so, <laughs> so around the lounge, are you talking about Spider-Verse this week? Yeah, we absolutely are. See, I, I was, was going to surprise you two with that because I don't know if, if you guys remembered that. So I was going to wait for you to go through what your actual week was and be like, haha, surprise Spider-Verse episode. So. Thanks for ruining the surprise, Seth. You're welcome. I put you on the spot once. I can do it again. <laughs> no way to put the stripper back they, in the cake, I guess. So we might as well just going around the lounge. They um, should have called it wanna... Into the Surprise of Us. No. That's the episode title, I reckon. <laughs> we definitely should not have called it that. Um, <clears throat> do we want to cover off what we did do this week? Or do we just want to go to Spider-Verse chat? If, if you will allow me to have a quick on-microphone vent for a moment, I can quickly go over what I did for the week. <laughs> I don't think we'd ever allow that. 
<laughs> uh, I, I feel like you, you're going to end up venting about us interrupting you rather than venting about whatever it is you actually wanted to vent about. But sure, you know what? Give it a go. See what happens. All right. Make so, my day. Yeah. So, so then anyway, so I got this Starfield heads. No, I'm all right. Cool. No, all right, cool. Actually, I, I've actually, done, did that come bit. in? It did. It did. No, you finish your story first. You'd finish your story first. It's not fun if we don't let you talk. All right. So I did another big 33-hour session of Final Fantasy 16 over the weekend. Uh, in one go? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, not not like in one go, just... but basically like 16 hours per day. So, you know, that, that's basically a whole day's worth of being awake. God, I wish that was me. God, I wish that was me. I, I still didn't finish the game. I am literally staring the final mission down the barrel. Like, it's, it's right there. I can start it. I'm just doing a bunch of side missions first. The day after I get to that final mission checkpoint, someone spoiled the ending for me. I, I'm so fucking livid. This was, this, I've been waiting for this game for years. This was like my big, big game for the year. Still, still fantastic. Still my favorite game of the year. Possibly like one of the best games I've ever played in my life for me personally. Like it's hitting on every cylinder, but I'm so fucking mad that I've got something about the ending spoiled right as I'm about to get there. I'm, I'm so glad you had to quantify that this might be one of the best games of, of all time for you because you saying this is one of the best games of the year. My guy, this is on the back of Gollum. <laughs> we're, not, we're not dealing with high bars here. Tears of the Kingdom was this year. Okay. Was it? Fair, Starfield, Starfield's coming out soon. Don't forget, Redfall came out this year as well. Though. Spider-Man 2 is also going to be this year. They already did Spider-Man 2. They did it twice. Remember? <laughs> the Tobey Maguire one and the Andrew Garfield one. Don't forget the Miles Morales Holland one. one. Uh, yeah, and the, the um, Into the Spider-Verse one. That, that is the Miles Morales one. No, that's the DLC for the first Spider-Man one. There are too many Spider-Mans, I think, is what the point we're trying to... <laughs> so about, about generations. a Starfield headset. We, 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 need, we need, like, a, a, a multiverse of, of Spider just to, just to keep track of it all. A multiverse of madness, mm. even? No, it should relate to Spider, so it should be, like, the, the eight-legged verse or something. A Rackton verse might be there. Maybe. Multi-legged. Uh, so Starfield headset. Anyway, Starfield headset. Um, yeah, I got it. Um, it's a headset, it works. Is it Thanks, anyway, so around the left. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, so it, it is actually fucking cool. It's probably like, I usually don't pay this much money for like headsets and like kind of stuff because I'm like, oh, what's the point? But the cat recently, or not recently, like ever since I got this Razer headset like three years ago, um, had, thinks it's funny to use the cord as like gloss and has been chewing on it. Um, and like, I, I've experienced a lot of things in my life, but there's something pretty gross about you going to go put on your headset and you touch the cord and it's all like greasy and slimy from. Puss Cat Survivor, and I'm like, yeah. um, do, you, do, do you use bastard. it as floss to cancel it out? No, I don't. No, he's got bigger teeth than me. Um, More cavities. Baby teeth, Stephen. <laughs> baby teeth. Oh, that's a nickname and a half, please. <laughs> <laughs> they call them baby teeth in the streets. <laughs> baby sheets in the sheet. I don't know. When I shit the bed. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyway, so I, I, I just, the, the reason and the rationale behind why I got this Starfield headset, um, not that the headset I've got at the moment is broken, but I wanted to sort of use this headset at my desk and have the, the wireless headset for when I'm gaming on the couch. I, I got to admit, it is fucking cool as shit. Like I did pay $170, which is more, I didn't get it on special as well. So crucify me for being a fucking hypocrite in the comments section. Um, 
And while you're there, like, comment, subscribe. Um, <laughs> Do it and send an audience question to let us know how much you hate Stephen for being yeah, a hypocrite. Ex- exactly, exactly. Think about how much you hate Stephen and think about how much it would annoy him if you, if you liked this episode right now. <laughs> oh, man, don't even get me started if you subscribe. Dude. Be fucking moved. Um, but <laughs> he's <laughs> he's, he's going to go lose another couple baby teeth just out of, out of, out of rage. Or grow a couple. As that work? The adult teeth fall out and the baby teeth come in. Um, yeah, but anyway, so uh, the headset is fucking sick. It's wireless, so it's, it's, it's completely wireless unless you're charging it and it's USB-C. Um, and like it's, like it's got like a button on the back to obviously turn it on. But as it turns on, it makes like a Starship ooh, sort of uh, turn on sound. Um, the way to change the uh, equalizer or like the... the Base settings, what well, I don't really know, what I understand is, is it's on like the left hand ear set. So you like you turn it, and that's the same thing with the volume. Like you turn it, um, like clockwise for louder, anti clockwise for like softer. And that, I think that's fucking sick. Um, and it's it's like good. Like I don't have to like feel around to like press a button to turn it up, or I don't have to worry about like some sort of weird knob thing or something um, to turn. Now the only weird knob in the room is you. Yeah, pretty much. I was thinking yeah. that same thing. <laughs> Fuck you for taking my joke. Yeah, I knew it was, uh, it was coming through. Yeah, so, so it's really cool, but probably one of the fucking... It is both the coolest and the not coolest feature is that, like, it can connect to two devices simultaneously. Oh, this will be good. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so naturally, I paired it up with my Switch. Um, so, and there's just some, something always so naughty about having a Starfield headset connected up to the Switch. But because it's connected to two devices, it'll connect up to my Xbox as well. Um, and I think just because it's a he- Xbox headset, if I turn the headset on, it turns on the Xbox. So I'll uh, sit down, I'll turn on the switch, I'll go to turn on the, the headset and it connects to the switch fine, but it turns on the Xbox at the same time. Um, it, it's just like a weird thing and it, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but it's just the Xbox turns on when I've got the headset on and... It, I don't know if you care about the environment or energy consumption. It's probably not the best for it, but uh, but then at the same time, like I'm like, you know what? I'm done playing Tears of the Kingdom. I want to play, try to get through Persona Three. I can easily swap over, and I literally just don't have to do anything. It is so cool. Um, it would have been. It also turns. It would have been so much funnier if the startup sound for the headset is just "Hi, I'm Todd Howard. Thanks for buying Starfield." Just every time. I wish it was. I'll be honest with you. Um, but you know, you know, it, it is really cool, and like it, it does come with like a like a chat mic, and from what I've been reading online, it's fucking shit. Um, so I probably won't be using it, even though I don't really chat online anyway, because um, that's how you get like made fun of for using a controller in Overwatch. Um, <laughs> never, and, never and people forget. laugh at you for your baby teeth. How are they now? I've got baby teeth online, Pat. If I'm just talking through the mic, they can tell the way you pronounce <laughs> things, the, the the way you hold the controller. They know. <laughs> Someone says baby teeth uh, in like uh, the chat, and I'm like, no, baby teeth aren't bad. <laughs> Just come screaming to the defense. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It's it, so I, I, you can actually like turn off the use of the the microphone because like when you are using the microphone, it like lights up. So I've like turned that off. Um, but no, it, it's cool. Apparently, it lasts for forty hours. I used it. Not going to say heavily, but I probably used it for about ten or so since I got it on Friday, Arvo. Um, probably even less than that, to be honest. And I haven't needed to charge it or anything. Um, apparently, it's supposed to last for forty. We'll see how we go. Um, it probably it does feel a bit too tight on my on my big fucking fat noggin. Uh, but just might because it's new. It might like 
with a couple of good gaming sessions, it might uh, loosen up, so to speak. Does it have the, the sort of aesthetic that if you're in a professional business meeting and you're wearing it, people wouldn't be like, he's wearing a gaming headset? <clears throat> I don't, honestly don't think so. No. So to, to contrast, when I got these, these I think they're, they're razors or whatever, are they bright green? So I would wear these in office meetings because it was like during the first COVID lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a rabbit had shown shown tune eaten through the core from my work headset, uh, and they couldn't send me a replacement for like six months. So I had to use my fucking razor gaming headset, and that fucking stuck out like a sore thumb. And you're meet, you're meeting external customers <laughs> and clients, and they're like, "You gaming?" And I'm like, "Shut <laughs> up!" <laughs> um, but with this one, it's it's like white, but I I think it says Starfield on like the the headset joiner part, and on the the earpieces there are specific like it looks like it's a starship like buttons type of stuff they're not actually buttons they're just sort of just cosmetic um they just paint it on but i think unless uh, if you're on a like a team's meeting you could get away with it i think in person someone looking at it for probably a little bit too long would be like oh hey what's it what's it say on your headphone um chances are you could white, probably use an old timey well. dive helmet to just mask the headset and then no one would ask questions about it I could just be one of those guys in the office that just doesn't use headset. I just take calls and meetings, just just raw dog. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you hold your phone at an angle and then yell into it from like three inches away. <laughs> but I'm actually like I'm power walking to my next meeting, so it's like the air is like just getting picked up on the mic, and no one can hear what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we, we we both know the type. Bet they have so baby teeth too. Skateboard. I'm not getting the fucking skateboard. I don't skate. If it has. If I cannot use it, I do not want to. Oh, you or don't skate? Do, do you head, Steve? Do you head? What? It's funny because it seems like you, you have a headset. Are if I give head? Oh. He doesn't skate, he yeah. scoots. <laughs> he scoots. <laughs> <laughs> My boot scooting baby indeed. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do rate the Starfield headset. Do I wish I got a Jeeper? Of course I did. But I, like, for 170 bucks... It, it will. I can. It, I can feel it's good quality. It, while it does sort of like squeeze my head a bit, the cushion part does feel like really nice. And um, it did have some sort of like it, ambient noise amplification. Like when I first put it on, I, I could, I could tell it was picking up sounds. It really made me, you so feel I, like Starfield. Yeah, yeah, it made me feel like I was in a spaceship. But but that was kind of good. But then I could hear the cars going behind me, so I turned that off. Now that's just like mega noise cancelling. So if the if the girlfriend sees me wearing the headset, she just throws something at me. I'm just like, hey, is it, what do you is want it, for Is it one of your baby teeth? Is that what she throws at you? <laughs> I've actually got a glass or a jar full of them, so I'm waiting for the tooth fairy to pick them up. That's why I keep growing them. Because the tooth fairy doesn't pick up adult teeth. That's fucking weird. Picked up baby <laughs> teeth. That's so true, actually. There you go. Imagine how fast we'd cancel the tooth fairy if they picked up adult teeth. You know what? FTL now stands for a fast tooth land. It, you heard it, it here first. We're now teeth people. Uh, it does not. You do not have that power. He, did, he didn't even say fairy tooth lounge. Just fast tooth. Like that's just that's just bad. <laughs> oh, hang on. What can we do with the L? That's fairy tooth. Don't worry, Steve. You have the L. <laughs> that's just fairy tooth, eh? Is it our podcast now? Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm. I, I'd give it a, a teeth out of ten. I'd give it a teeth thirty if you would. I would not. <laughs> um. Well, I would. Okay. Intro. I, I, part of me is kind of confused as to whether that was you talking about your week or whether that was like your, 
But that was I, I've just been playing games I've already spoken about, like Vampire Survivors, Persona Three, and Tears of the uh, Okay, cool. Uh, uh, well, no. Hopefully, I finish them this weekend. Hopefully, uh, for all our sex. Um, I I might as well just just quickly take a couple minutes and talk about Silo, which I I saw season one of on Apple TV. It is one of those shows that annoys me, in that it is a very well executed show, in terms of uh the the production design, sound, music, cinematography, all of it, excellent, really really high quality. But the story, the story is uh, rather scattershot, to, to put it nicely. Silo, it's based on a uh, novel and then a, a bunch of, sorry, it's based on a short story and a bunch of novellas, which were released as, as a novel, I don't know how long ago. Um, they're kind of just- 2011. Okay, is that you looking it up or is that the, that you've read this? Yeah, it's been on the Wikipedia oh, page. Okay. Like the, it's called the Silo series by uh, Hugh Howie. And it started uh, in 2011 with a short story called Wool. Yeah, mad. Cool. Um, do, do you want to just You're do welcome. the rest of the segment? or No, no. I was just giving you uh, extra context. Oh, okay. Like you said, you didn't know when the, uh, the book series started. So I thought I'd plug that hole. <laughs> plug something else in a minute if you don't shut up. Anyway. Um, My teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your gum holes. Um, and so <laughs> the... Uh, so it's one of those kind of dystopian future uh, like books, series. The, the universe is set in a dystopian future. That's sort of all the context for it. And so um, what I... Yeah. All, I, I, I could go on for ages about all the stuff that it did right, which is all of the stuff except the story. <laughs> but the story... So the series, I assume, because I haven't read the, the source material, but uh, the, the series, I assume, is based on the source material and um, either adapted for screenplay or very close to it. Uh, I, I don't know. But the, it's, it's one of those stories where it feels like it tries to be way too smart for its own good. And then uh, unless, unless it hooks you in, if you stop to think about what's actually happening at any point, you're like, huh, this doesn't really make sense. <laughs> And everyone in the universe acts like they know some big mystery that they're just choosing not to reveal to you. And then they reveal a little piece of it and you're like, okay, but that, that, like, what, what, what are you doing? That doesn't really make any sense. Uh, and so what I, what I mean by that is, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it, so don't worry, no, no spoilers here. But uh, it starts like episode one. Uh, actually, I, 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 should, I should say this first. Episode one hit me on the back foot because they, they gave me Rashida Jones as uh, one of the first people that you see in the show. And I'm like, oh, excellent. Uh, Rashida Jones is one of my favorite actresses. She is um, uh, Karen from The Office and uh, Anne, from, Anne Perkins from uh, Parks and Rec, the, that, that actress. Um, and then they kill her in episode one. <laughs> it's not a spoiler because the, the, this all is sort of takes place uh, earlier to the events of the actual series. Uh, and so it had me on the back foot because I, I was thinking, okay, so, so she's dead, but she's coming back, right? We're going to see more of her throughout the rest of the show. Sadly not. <laughs> it's, it's not a spoiler, but it just had me on the back foot because it means that they, they, gave, they, they gave me a little glimmer of hope and then ripped it away. But the, the story, it, uh, when I say it acts like too much of its own good, it just does a whole bunch of things that don't really make sense. And you can kind of hand wave it away as it makes sense in universe, and it kind of does. But 
watching it because I had a long discussion about this with someone else who'd watched it and they they were quite engrossed in the story and I was engrossed in everything except the story <laughs> and the thing that it came down to was that uh, I wasn't willing to hand wave away all the plot holes and they were and apparently if you if you do hand wave all the plot holes away the show is very well done and you really enjoy it cool that's, I, uh, that's kind of uh, half the story like the story should be cohesive and coherent but there's lot of holes that's that's the weakness in the story and there's your finding it is it is and so uh it's 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 hard to get into a spoiler-free discussion about some of the plot holes but i will sum it i'll, I'll, I'll sum up and this is sort of the end of the review with uh one point which kind of sums up how the plot holes work which is that a character who uh towards the end of the show, you realize is, is a bad guy, right? Uh, very obvious, or, or at least that he's up to something shady. And so uh, there is a moment where he literally screams at the main character, do you know what I do in the silo? And uh, the main character doesn't say anything in response, and then someone else steps in and then calms everyone down, and then, and then the show moves on. And here's me watching it going, no, I don't. I, that's one of the questions that I want to know. <laughs> it's, it's literally one of the mysteries that I want solved as part of the show. Tell me anything. And then they just, they don't, they don't say anything about it and then they move on. And it's just like, why? <laughs> why? Why are you intentionally trying to do this kind of rug? It's, it's like the writers, uh, either the, the screenplay writers or the original source writer, uh, what is every possible plot twist we could put in this, and then we'll make the story do that. And so you get to you, you get to different situations. You're like, if if I wanted to plot twist this, what would I do? And then like an episode later, it does that, and you're like, wow, I'm not surprised. And it's just uh, it's it's so frustrating when a show does that because it has it has a lot to work with. The whole lore and everything is really cool, and how they built up the world, like the cinema graphically whatever that word is it's really cool but you just get dumb moments where it's supposed to be this big character moment you're just like all right just if you stop and think about this what the fuck is the point <laughs> or um oh i'll give you one more uh i uh i'll give you one more where um events have transpired and there is a character who knows a secret one of the mysteries to unravel. They know it, right? The main character sits down, asks them a couple questions about some stuff, and they actually answer some of the questions about that stuff, even though they don't have to. And you're like, okay, interesting like power play, deciding to answer some questions or not. And then they, and then they ask a more philosophical question, and there is no downside to this character answering that question. They have nothing to lose by answering the question. And instead, they sit back in their chair and go, you know, the silo has some secrets. And me watching it is just like, fuck you. <laughs> this silo thing sounds like it's a, um, like a weird fallout vault situation, is that? A I was going to say, it sounds like the actually. attack on Titan basement. Both, both oh. are pretty good approximations. Um, it, it is, I, I would recommend watching the show, but <clears throat> don't be, well, uh, I guess you, you could either be like me and your mind just refuses to move on from a few obvious sort of issues with the story, and then you just get weirdly stuck on those, but you still enjoy the show. You're just, 
kind of you're not really watching it for the story to unravel. You're watching it more because it's just a really cool world that, that exists in. Or maybe you don't care as much about the plot holes and you sort of glance over them, in which case you probably really enjoy it. Um, yeah, all of the all of the production design and everything that went into making the show, easy, sort of nine, eight to nine out of ten. But the story on its own is like, like interesting enough. So like maybe maybe a six, but not not much past that. So I don't know where that average is out. Somewhere around a seven, I guess. So would recommend. Would be interesting to see what they do for season two. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the good news is, um, season two, I assume, again, haven't read the source material, but uh, if, if the source material ended where season one ended, I would be upset that more source material. So <laughs> I assume uh, season one has ended with more source material to work from, in which case season two should at least be uh, coherent or, or um, uh, continue with a, a good starting point. But uh, that's that's all I have to say about Silo. I just I just Actually, thought it was interesting. A, a, a follow up one. Yeah, yeah. Um, would has this story plot holes? Has it made you want to go to the source material? Because I find a good representation. Of a something. little bit, yeah. It has. Yeah, and and so, so the, the, the story the story's well, maybe the world building is good. It's just how it tells the story is bad. A little bit, yeah. It's it's I. Through, through a lot of me talking through this sort of stuff, <clears throat> I really like logically coherent story. Well, I, I like stories where you can, you can understand the motivations of the characters and you're like, okay, a character acted this way. I can believe that the character would act this way because of these reasons. And uh, it's not that everyone needs to be hyper-logical. It's just that if a character does something crazily different to how you'd expect them to act, I become less invested in the story. That, that's just how I, how I watch things. And so mm. uh, me wanting to go to the source material, part of it is to know how close the series is to the source material, just because I'm curious, like whether me noticing these potholes or me thinking that I noticed these potholes is something that the writers knew about and just decided not to address because they're sticking to the source material or if they had to adapt it in some way because some part of the source material wouldn't translate well to the screen or, or uh, those sorts of questions. So I, I want to answer those questions by going to the source material, but I also just want to know uh, what happens after season one, because it's, it's one of those season one ends not on a cliffhanger per se, but not with like, you're, you're, you're still left with a lot of questions. Yeah, there are, and, yeah, there are still outstanding questions, but it's not like, yeah. a, it's not like one moment that will carry over. Exactly. I think I yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And, and so I, I would be interested to know for my own benefit, because I am curious what the answer to those questions are on the assumption that they are solved within the source material. So that, yeah, I, I guess it's kind of a, a good disclaimer in that it is gripping enough for me to want to go to the source material, but part of that motivation is to see whether I'm right about the plot holes, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm. I think I get it. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'll be honest with you. Um, just because I don't like stories with like like world building is one thing, but if the story isn't coherent, that's not a fan. Of that. Meh. Hmm. Um, Power to you though. Glad you had a time with it. Thank you. 
And now, unless Seth would like to continue venting about Final Fantasy, why don't we do a little bit of, uh, little bit of Into the Spider-Verse chat? I, I am all good. Thank you for asking, though. No worries. Um, wait, not Into, Across the Spider-Verse, isn't it? Yeah, Across. Yes. Ooh. Dodged a bullet there. Um, <laughs> cool. I saw this film twice, but both of those times were now, like, three to four weeks ago, so... Yeah, I've seen it once, yeah. and it was, like, yeah, three-ish weeks ago. I want to go do another uh, rewatch of it, but I don't get paid till tomorrow. Hmm. And given how many times we pushed this back, I'm kind of annoyed that it's not as fresh in my mind as it could have been after the second view. Yeah. Um, Look, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking fantastic movie. It is. Um, Talking about it is a canon event, though. Wow. Interesting. Okay, so first of all, spoiler warning. Uh, We will go into as many spoilers as we can or want to. why don't we start with... How the internet decided it was okay to start spoiling the movie a day after it came out? Do not okay. go on the internet, Seth. It, it, it seems like you, you are weirdly vested. Well, actually, you've, you've, <laughs> you've, you've now been spoiled twice uh, in, in the oh, same no, no, episode no. about I, stuff I that you care I managed to avoid about. Spider-Verse spoilers, but like the moment I saw that, everything just kind of came flooding in for me. And I've seen people complaining that, that like, yeah, no, minute one, people were just starting to make jokes about canon events and posting TikToks of their fascination with characters and stuff, and it, it was just insane. Hmm. Look, honestly, knowing how people are online, I'm not even surprised, to be honest. I, yeah, if I'm looking forward to something like this, like, for example, when, like, uh, when this did come out, I sort of did give myself, I wouldn't say, like, a blanket social media ban, but I definitely used it a lot less. Uh, yeah, that's how I, I acted with yeah. um, Final Fantasy 16. So my, my spoiler for that was a friend DMing the group, a group chat and just going, oh yeah, so there's these things about spoiler. And I'm like, motherfucker, what the fuck did you say? And he was deleting it in real time as I was uh, typing. So yeah, well, te- extra, te- extra te- annoyance. Yeah. That'll teach you to read things. I love that you still introduced that as a friend DMed the group chat. I mean, I'm not going to be petty enough to block them over it. I will just be extremely mad and petty and talk about it on here instead. <laughs> to your other colleague? Well, I don't know. What, what are we? What are we? Step bro's kind of weird, so I don't know. What, what are you doing, Step find- bro? <laughs> got to find some other uh, term of endearment. On, um, on yeah. free, say your favorite non-pornographic uh, magazine to masturbate to. <laughs> what? Anyway, it's so a step the jokes. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. I don't like Will Ferrell. Um, he right, doesn't like Will Ferrell. Pause. Pause. Spider Verse chat. Let's get into. No, I'm kidding. He also um, doesn't like Jim Carrey. By the way, we'll we'll, well, we'll come back to I, both I, of those. Yeah, I just think Jim Carrey is very overrated. He does the woo crazy woo moments. Everything he's fucking hysterical. That's. Like, what like the those fuck Zoolander do you think half of your random is. catchphrases and FTL episodes are? Yeah, but I do it like once, whereas he, it's his whole shtick. Like, there was you, an you episode where I had to censor every single one of your random <laughs> catchphrases because you wouldn't stop the entire episode. And your friend was upset about Jim it Carrey. because they didn't know what you were saying. Uh, maybe I don't like it because... because it's it, too close no, to You home. know when you meet someone that's like, 
so much like you and you fucking hate them and you don't yeah. know why. That's yeah, 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 yeah. everybody's successful. Mm. <laughs> the worst you know combo. What? Bad ending. I think I've got a lot to think about, fellas. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh so first of all, I think this is an interesting take from uh I don't know if I agree with this take, but it's a take that someone had when we were chatting after watching the film. They said uh, it didn't have a, it didn't have, Across the Spider-Verse didn't have one defining moment like, um, uh, I don't remember the song that's playing, but there's that big moment where he's, he's leaping off the building in Into the Spider-Verse, when he's sunflower? like finally- Yeah, which, it, it, no, it no, it's not Sunflower, but it's, it's a sunflower. leap of faith moment. I think it's yeah, What's yeah, Up Danger. Moment. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Across the Spider-Verse doesn't have a What's Up Danger moment, and- the comedy is more in lots of little quips rather than big funny moments. And therefore, the film isn't necessarily better or worse, but is a very different tone. Agree or disagree? I think it doesn't have a huge moment that's as awe-inspiring as A Leap of Faith, but it does try to have smaller moments throughout the movie that have some sort of emotional weight. They're, they're not like big triumphant moments like that, but there are like a lot of moments that pull something out of you throughout the movie. Like I when, like when mm. Gwen finally uh, meets her father again and he's like, yeah, no, I'm leaving the force. And that, that's not a big moment like the leap of faith, but it is, it is a big emotional payoff moment. <laughs> it's a big emotional pay- payoff for ACABs, am I right, fellas? <laughs> There we go. We're, we're always winning our say cabs. Um, yeah, no, I think I'd agree with that. There is no, maybe towards the end, uh, like that, the, the big reveal in the end, how he's in the wrong universe and it's another version of Miles Morales. That's the Prowler. That is like that big emotional moment. And you can tell it's building and building and building. And then it hits that. Now, I'd say that that is that big moment. But at the same time, that's a cliffhanger moment. And I think, the cliffhanger moment overshadows that. So it's a cliffhanger moment. Okay, but I want to get into that real quick. How did you guys feel about the movie ending on a cliffhanger? Because I'm seeing a lot of people go into this not knowing that this was going to be a multi-part film and they're coming out of it like, the fuck was that ending? Why did they end it on a cliffhanger? And I, <laughs> I, I me being the Sp- big Spider-Verse fan that I am, was like, yeah, no, they said like, um, like a year ago yeah a year ago when the movie was originally meant to come out they're like yeah no so this movie blew up in scope and ambition so we're splitting it into two movies and we're going to have to delay it a year and I'm like yeah, yeah. no fair I trust the plan <laughs> we will as they say let them cook yeah um, I, I completely forgot it was supposed to be a two-parter until it finished and I'm like oh yeah um, but I think it was because it, 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 it wasn't even oh, disappointment. You're just like, oh, sick. We got another one in a year. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's not even <laughs> a year. Wait. It's like nine months. Um, but it, it, I, th- I thought it was a year. I thought it was like June 2024. Anyway, it's around March. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that's so it, much better. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think because I was like so drawn in and it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel like as if it was just about to end and it did. I was like, oh shit, it's been fucking two hours or whatever, like however long it's been. Like it's, um, and I kind of like that. Like, if that so, makes sense. 
I I'm gonna I'm gonna toss some dynamite in the fire. I I had a different experience, which was where I knew it was going to go into a two-parter, so I expected it to end on a cliffhanger, but I wasn't sure when I was watching the film when that cliffhanger would come. Yeah, no, the movie that- ends like there's like five different moments in that last thirty yeah. minutes where. They could have just cut off the movie and that would have been mm. the cliffhanger. And I'm yeah. glad and they so, ended it where they did, but there's like so many other moments before that where it was also be pretty good. Yeah, 100% agree. And so when I watched it a second time, I enjoyed it much more because I knew where it would end. That I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's not like an anxiety thing. I'm, I'm, I don't really know how to put it into words. It's not like I was worried about when it was going to end. It was more just like an expectation building of this moment isn't going to get resolved because they'll cliffhanger it here. Okay, the movie's still going. That, that sort of thing. And because I, I, was, I was so convinced that like somewhere near the train sequence was where they would just cliffhanger it. Yeah, I mm. thought it would have been like going into the portals and like seeing everyone like scrambling around after getting out of their portals to their respective areas. That would be the cliffhanger moment. Like just mm. have... um. Have uh, Spider-Man 2099 looking over the city while it's raining, and that could have been the ending shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, what was what was amazing is that when you watch it a second time, because you know that that's not the ending, you just get to enjoy the ride much more. And I think, I think that is a detriment to watching it the first time if you know that it's a two-parter. But I don't know if that's better than not knowing it's a two-parter and it just ending on a cliffhanger. So I have a different, different experience because I think you might have said this in the group chat or maybe it's something I read on Twitter. But I went into it, no, like I went into it a couple of days late and by that point it's like, you know, so when you get to the end of the movie, it's going to feel like it's ending multiple times. So just, just keep, be aware of that and... Like try to try to keep track of how many times it ends. So it just became a game of like, okay, it could have ended there. Ding. Could have ended there. Another ding and so on. So yeah. in a sense it's kind of a field day with that one. Um it might have been me because that that was something that I did point out on the first viewing, and I probably did tell the group chat about it. So could have been me, but I also would hundred percent expect the like a lot of the internet to have a similar opinion. Um and part of that is a shame, I think, because if you're expecting something to end you it becomes kind of like a fleeting thing if you're not you you know that the story isn't going to finish so you're also not wanting I, th- I think it might not be letting yourself become as invested because the payoff isn't coming for another in my case what i thought was 12 months but uh, nine months so uh yeah i i think i think there is certainly a negative there yeah i i can see that going into it like the way you did um because I, because you gave the heads up of like, yeah, no, it's going to feel like it ends multiple times. I can got out of it a different experience. And I was like, like I said before, all those other segments that they could have ended on would have been fine. I would have been a little deflated if they did that. But where they did end the movie was the absolute perfect moment to end the movie. Yeah, it was. It really was. It was, yeah. Uh, why don't we bounce to... Oh, shoot. There was some... I had a really good discussion point. Uh, 
while, shoot. While you, while well, you think while of I that, and, I actually have a question. Well, I was, I was going to say, while, while, I, while I try and rethink of that, I was just going to mention the, the closest to the What's Up Danger moment. I really liked the whole clock tower segment of the two of them chilling upside down. Oh, I love that visually. It's so good. So good. Like, people talk about every frame is a, like, a work of art. That, that like, really encapsulates that this is just a beautiful piece of art being rendered as a film. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. 100%. Like, that, when I, when I think of Into the Spider-Verse, I think of the What's Up Danger Leap of Faith. When I think of Across the Spider-Verse, I think of Clock Tower moment, the different kind of color palettes and styles of the different universes, and the uh, chase through like trying to outrun all the other Spider Men. Those are the kind of big. How good? Big how blocks fucking that, good is me, that? Sort is of- that chase? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm not sorry. I will derail you right now. But how good is that um, scene? Far out. That is so good. They they said it took them like what was it? 14 months to get that done across like from the start to finish and like animation rendering and all that. I can believe it. That's not that, surprised. That is a yeah. huge amount of effort. All those different Spider-Man rigs to go through. Like even if you're trying to, uh, trying to get around it with doing like um, same animations, transferring over other skeletons and crowds and all those, that's still a lot of work. And that was like mm. hugely impressive. And just how much is going on, how long those are. Having the break in the middle with um, uh, Peter that we know um, talks to uh, Miles for a little bit and just kind of like trying to get him to calm down and have like a heart to heart moment and yeah. then and then restarting to chase again. Hug the baby. <laughs> just just <laughs> yeah, hold the baby. Good. It'll calm you down. <laughs> I, I yeah that also, I did like that yeah. yeah yeah that that entire chase and like how it ends with it. Miles going, I'll just do things my own way as they're going up. Like, it's like a vertical highway. It's... it's yeah, it sort of seemed like something like that, yeah. Yeah, no, 20, 2099 looks lit. Yeah, and he, he's, like, full-on panicking when he's getting his LED suit absolutely demolished. Yeah, that was... Uh, it was fucking cool. Um, uh, and, like, it was, it's been good, like, seeing all the, um... The Watchmajiggers. Uh... Help me out here. The what? Uh, the Watchmajiggers. Um, oh, man. The, the Easter eggs and stuff from like online and stuff, like how they had a, they had a fucking, oh, I'm completely losing my words. They had the PS5 oh, had, Spider-Man game playing yeah, in the background. Yeah. That, no, I, I mean, well, like, Spider-Man 2. It looks like I'm a preview that. of that. I mean, in that um, chase sequence. Um, uh, how they had the... I'm completely fucking losing my words. I don't know why. Uh, they've got like Funko Pop <laughs> Spider-Man. They've got Lego Spider-Man. Like it was so cool to have that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. The, um, the Lego Spider-Man sequence was animated by a fan. Yes. Yeah, a 14 yes. year old at that. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. Very I, cool. I, I love that. It, that across the Spider-Verse is embracing child labor. Took long enough, but glad we're here. Yeah. He, um, he put out like a Lego recreation of the, um, the first trailer. And that kind of blew up and Sony just reached out to him like, hey, so do you want to do a Lego scene for us in the movie? And I think that's really fucking cool. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, that's pretty, that's, that is fucking cool. Uh, yeah, that, I, I, I didn't really care much for that scene, but um, it was cool. Uh, hmm. L take. 
It was just like a Lego scene. It was just like nothing really happened. It was just the Lego thing he's on the phone. I'll have you know that Lego Peter seems to be the only other Spider-Man that Miguel really likes, and that's worth something. <laughs> yeah, I was right. going to make the same point. Thank you, Seth. Thank you for saying what we're all thinking. Lego Peter is a charming fellow. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. You're one of our best. <laughs> so true, though. Or um, or when uh, when Spot is just in the uh, the Venom uh, convenience store. Oh, I fucking love that. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that was I, cool. I do love all their interactions with live action elements, like having um Danny Glover as the Prowler. It locked up is yeah. really good. Yeah, that was good. That was that was good. Yeah, I, the, and it's those kind of Easter eggs that sort of made the movie what it was. Like it was stuff that it was like. It was just cool. It was, like, it, really it's a brave it was a movie pure... for embracing different genre blends the way it does. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a pure, um, uh, not not fan creation, but like it's a pure uh, labor of love. Word? Labor, uh, I guess, labor of love. Like it's it's entirely driven by how how much you want to appreciate all of the different Spider-Man stories and telling all of them within one movie. Mm. And so it's really cool to hit on all of those different points. Yeah, and even that, just like the different ways they um, they convey visually the different Spider-Man, like uh, Spider-Punk looks like he's just constantly being made out of Rips magazine covers. Yeah, that and, was pretty cool. Yeah. And him and his uh, guitar are animated on different frames. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you can probably tell that kind of stuff, but yeah, I can't. Um, oh, that's pretty cool, but. That, that leads to an interesting question, though, because I, I have now seen the film twice, and the introduction of Obi, that, that character, is the only one where he says words, and I know it's English, but I cannot understand English, English. some of the words he says. It's yeah, not English, the- it's English English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the girls I went and saw the movie with was like, what was that Spider-Punk guy saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, pretty funny. I, I got, I, I got, I got the gist of it, and I got most of the words. But even watching the entire film a second time, there are still parts of that introduction where you're just like, I, I don't know, man. I love that yeah, every yeah. moment he's on screen, he's visually undermining Miguel the entire time. Like yeah. it, it, from his introduction, telling Miles use like use the palm of your hands instead of the fingertips, and like as they're walking to Miguel's base, he's ripping stuff out of the um out of the walls to uh, enhance his plan later on. And like the, mo- the moment yeah. you see um, Gwen's new watch that he made for her, like everything just clicks together. Like everything that he was doing behind, mm-hmm. like not, not even behind the scenes, but like in the background of the scenes he's in, it, it just all yeah. clicks together in a really satisfying way. Definitely. In saying that, uh. what's your favorite Spider-Man in the movie, guys? Oh, Spider-Punk, by far. Spider-Punk? Patrick? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, It's... I've I've tried I've tried coming up with an answer and my answer will change on a different day that you ask me this. I don't (laughs) know. For me, at the moment, it's like when when I first followed the question, I'm like, yeah, no, hands down, it's still Peter B. Parker. Like, I... He... The way he acts and, like, how fatherhood has just made him light up is extremely fun to see. But it is. I also just, I, I, I hate Spider-Man India with a passion to the point that I respect how perfect he is. 
<laughs> really? Ah, you, interesting. You you know you know how we just made that joke earlier about um about uh, uh Jim Carrey being Steven but better. Uh, ah. Spider Man India is me but perfect. Yeah, uh, if you say so. Um, I did. I I, I thought I thought I'm whole so sorry that Trinity is gonna soon die in a bus crash. That's that's horrific. It, it wouldn't be her. It'd Unlucky. be um. It'd be her cop father. It's a canon event. You she, can't stop it. <laughs> she doesn't have a cop father, does she? No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> Not yet. Good. A a a cab. Stay strong. A <laughs> cab. Gang, rise up. Hey, there we go. Um, no, I I. He really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed his introduction as well, and just um uh, what's, what's it? Mom, I've been um, doing this for six Mumbai, months. Mumbai Hatton. Oh yeah, yeah Mumbai Hatton. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mumbai Hatton. Also, yeah. I've been doing this for six months, and it's just coming really easily to me. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I wake up. Don't don't apply any um like uh don't apply any sort of makeup or styling to my hair. It's just perfect. <laughs> Also, going to all my classes. Also, him going off about uh, people saying chai tea, just yeah. just following yeah. up on the ATM yeah. machine joke from earlier. Like if, yeah, somehow exactly. that, that goes over a lot of people's heads. That it's a callback to a joke they made half an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah no, yeah, I, I knew it was. Well, I knew. It was oh no, no, no! Thing. I'm saying we're that. all smart enough to notice that, but it flew over a lot of people's heads online. That that's I I think that's also a really underrated point in that because you like once the film makes it clear that every Spider-Man is connected somehow that mm. they do all share mannerisms and uh, and little things so like them both being them both quizzing why you would say part of the acronym after the acronym is just kind of on brand being a Spider-Man and I really enjoy that they lean into that in a lot of ways yeah, even for all their differences, there's like this underlying layer of them being the same that just connects them. It's it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but runner up for best Spider Man is Peter Parked Car. Oh, that that was good. Oh, I fucking I died. lost oh. that bad. <laughs> it's my favorite pun <laughs> name ever. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Man, there's and it was uh, this movie took itself seriously in such like some parts, like the. Like the Gwen and her father, and then pretty much Gwen, and every time she's talking to Miles and literally leading him along because she knows he's a liability. Um, and then there's stuff like Peter Parked Car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, it, and, and so this goes back to what I was saying in that uh, the Peter Parked Car thing isn't a big haha funny moment, but it's a, it's a moment that sticks with you because it's, it's almost mm. a quip. It's almost a quip in terms of like its presence on screen, but it's so memorable. And it's, it's really quick, like you said, it's a blink then you missed a joke as well. Yeah. It, it is very, very good. It just, it, and it's stuff like that that I like, appreciate as well. Um, like appreciate in the sense that it's like it's, it's, it, it's clever and you can't, it, it's not that it, like, it doesn't get its tone right. It's, it's got funny things and it's got bad things. Um, and that's really cool. Really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, I, I realized that I, I don't think I mentioned this uh, after the second watching, but when I saw it a second time, I didn't get a black screen for the first five minutes of the film, so I finally saw the first five minutes of the film. 
Oh, oh, oh. I, I missed the first five minutes of the film when I watched it. Because, really? um, yeah, because uh, me and my brothers got, um, uh, got snacks at the theatre and uh, our, um, our drinks were really watered down. So, um, it, because there was three of us, me and one of my brothers had to go get the drinks replaced so we could, like, carry the drinks between us. So, I left during Gwen's backstory and came back just around the time she was um, about to leave to go to the Vulture. Oh, oh fuck. So, yeah. okay. so I missed the entire, like, Peter Parker backstory segment. So there's a Peter Parker backstory segment, and there's also... Also sticks out as just one of my favorite little sort of animation-y bits. But all of the Gwen just sitting at the table, uh, like, rapidly changing outfits slash showing the passage of time, I thought was just yeah. such a strong, like... It's okay, only like I need a, to go see. I definitely need to see it a second time now, just just to see that. Yeah, because that because so I I heard because like all of the music that's going is her in a band. Uh, yeah, no, the, mm. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. She's lashing out on drunks. It, it is, but and just her like bandmates hate her for the, it. The whole the whole Gwen opening the backstory thing. I I heard it the first time, but didn't see it. And what I thought I heard was really cool just from what I was hearing, but the visuals uh, one-two punching with what she was saying is like, wow, this is such a good both opening and ramp up in terms of, hey, it's been a while since Into the Spider-Verse. Here we are now. And you're like, aha. But yeah, the, yeah. that whole yeah. intro All was right. really cool. All right, let me change tactics. Uh, what did you guys think of Miguel? As a villain, I, I was waiting for Patrick to say something. I felt like he was going to lead into something, but and now I feel like he was waiting for me to say something. All I was thinking was, do I tell him it's Miguel? Ah, <laughs> uh, is it? I I like him as a villain because he's he's not a villain. He's just someone with flawed logic, and yeah, he, he's doing his best. Yeah, he's doing what he thinks is right, and. You can appreciate that, yeah. but he makes the perfect spoil for Miles because Miles is like, no, if we can, like, the whole crux of uh, Miguel as a villain is he's being anti-Spider-Man now. Like, but he's not being anti-Spider-Man, he's anti-Miles. No, 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 not anti-Miles, like, anti the he's concept a, of Spider-Man. He hates the Imperial Miles system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay, I see what you mean, yeah. He, you yeah. might say he's, oh, well, I was going to say if he's anti-Miles, he's pro-Kilometer, but Thank you, you fucked my jokes. Yeah. So. Well, that's the joke that I literally just made. No, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. I, I made it. <laughs> but yeah, Miles is like fully embracing what the role of Spider-Man should be. Like the whole great power, great responsibility thing. And Miguel's lost sight of that in him thinking, I need to make this uh, sacrifice for the greater good of the entire multiverse. And... Mm. I feel like for a multiversal story as well, that seems like a good direction to take it. Like most multiverse stories, it's just like, oh, wacky, let's go visit other universes. And the stakes is the villain is someone that's just going to destroy all of reality across so many things that <laughs> the scope is just too big to understand. Yes. While the villain this, of this th is- This um, is exactly my problem with multiverse of madness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the scope of this is- there's a guy who fucked up so bad his own, no, not just his own universe, but someone else's universe he invaded into that he's now taken that guilt full brunt and he wants to do everything he can to 
ensure everyone else doesn't go through what he did. Mm. But in doing that, he's making the wrong decisions, essentially. I think there's also a a large sort of theme of kind of fate and destiny, which I really like in... I really like the sort of exploration of, because it's just a very interesting kind of philosophical area that I think about a lot for some yeah, and reason. Yeah, it ties back to, like, a, a, un, on an underlying basis, every Spider-Man has something about them that's the same. Yeah. And that, like, the, the whole ATM machine chai tea thing, um, but also... <laughs> Just everyone has a Gwen Stacy moment. Everyone has an Uncle Ben moment. Yeah, and seeing yeah. seeing I did, that I did in like the, that. In I did the like, like that. Avatar, um, uh, the Avatar past self moment of the kind of endless yeah. cycle of Uncle Ben's dying is like, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Steve? No, I. Oh uh, no, I was pretty much gonna say the same thing. But I uh, fucking loved it. Thought it was great. Um, now I do want to go see it again. Mm. In terms of uh, one one aspect of Miguel either being a villain or not being a villain, I really like that he he's sort of he's set up to be antagonistic. I think is pretty obvious from from the start. But uh, not only is he kind of personable, and you can sort of get where he's coming from. But something that the the film does really well, not even just with the visual styling, but once you've once you know all the characters, you will hear their themes playing either really obviously or really subtly in a lot of places that you just don't notice on the first watch. Like uh, Miguel's okay. Miguel's theme is very obvious, and it only I only realized okay, it, after it grates me- on your butt. What? It grates on you after a bit. That no no no. no but, but the thing is, you. When you when you watch <clears throat> ah shoot <clears throat> when Bless when you, you see um wh- when I was watching it the first time you first hear that theme when he flies in through the portal to take out the vulture and the way it plays is kind of mystery and danger and other things and then towards the end of the film his theme becomes synonymous with uh sorry his theme is cemented as kind of danger because it's when he's going after Miles and so what's interesting is. If you watch it the second time, you get his theme that you now know what Miguel is and, and you get his theme. But then also, like, Gwen has a very obvious um, theme. Obi has a very obvious theme. Uh, like, just every, everyone has a theme that none of them... Uh, when you hear it the first time, it doesn't... What am I trying to say? When you hear the music the first... When, when you hear their themes the first time... It's not obvious that they are themes. It sounds like they are either part of the score or part of the sound effects to make a particular scene better. And it's really cool that they decided to make them distinctive enough that when you hear them, uh, it's very obvious that they are themes when you hear them multiple times. And so then when you hear, uh, when you go back and watch it a second time, you get lots of extra information about various themes and characters and things based on the the music cues like a lot of being in Gwen's universe has her theme uh either playing softly or a variant of it and it helps cement like Gwen's sort of place in her universe if that makes sense like the ambient music of her universe is similar to her theme similar with being in uh Earth 2099 and Miguel's theme, and everyone, and everyone else's thing, and then you've got like Miles with the sort of more hip hoppy Brooklyn-y type 
um, theme. It's just, it's, it's, I, I pay a lot of attention to the music for some reason, and the soundtrack of this is also very good. I would say 100%. the sound, that, the, that, this, the, the, what's the title track? The, uh, uh, Hornet or something? Um, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Just blundering there? Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look up the soundtrack to find out what it is. But no, that sound, that soundtrack, I didn't, at the time, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, but looking back and actually, well, not looking back, listening back, um, I, I fuck with it pretty hard. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. And the, the point that I wanted to make is that I don't, I, when I think of Into the Spider-Verse, and admittedly, it's been a while since I've seen that film, like maybe a, a year or so. I remember watching it, like, more recently when it was in theaters, but not this year. Um, a lot of, they introduced a lot of characters and all the characters relied on visual styling. And all I'm trying to say is that it's really cool that in Across the Spider-Verse, they rely on visual styling and- It's Hummingbird. It was Hummingbird. I knew it started with a H. Anyway, sorry, audio cues And audio cues to, to sum it up as well. Like Spot. Um, Spot has his own theme as well. And it sounds more of like a sound effect-y uh, type thing in the moment. But when you watch it a second time, you're like, oh, no, no, that's very obviously his theme. And so it's cool listening to that when he, when he appears through a different thing, which actually brings me on to another point. One of the criticisms, one of the criticisms I've seen is that uh, it becomes a movie about two antagonists or like it swaps the main antagonist halfway through. Nope, not two different things. I, or I, I, I get the feeling I know what you're going to say, but I don't really think that. Like one of them is like the... I'd say Miguel is almost, he's not a, um, an antagonist. I'd say he's an anti, oh, maybe anti-hero is not the right word. Um, well, I mean, I, he is an anti-hero, he's, but He's it's, an antagonist it's... in that he's challenging, he's challenging the worldview that Miles has. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. like, it's their ide- ideologies clashing. It's not them, yeah. like, one's a villain, one's a hero. It's just like their idea of what they should do clashes and that's where their um their relationship falls apart. Well not like relationship, but like how how one becomes the hero of the story and the other the antagonist. Spot is just like the antagonist of the story. Hmm. What's bad? But the, criti- the criticism like stems Spot- from Spot kind of taking a back seat to like Spot kind of set, gives the ultimatum of like, yeah, I'm going to kill your whole family and make you watch, which is Pretty kind of interesting in that, in that it, it, it starts with him just being a kind of derpy protagonist that walks around stealing ATM machines. Um, that was intentional. I, I really work. like that, by the way. Like, as Spot's not a Spider-Man villain you see often because I guess just in the comics so he's, he's not- treated as a joke and he's just like... He's not even a B tier villain. He's like down the bottom rungs, and this he's an S tier villain, a spot tier villain. If this, you would. No, no, this that's that's why. Well, that that was what I was going to end up saying. This movie does a lot for him and does put him up into being like an S tier villain for the well, Rogues Gallery. I, I, was, I was just about to say. I think it is very good that it shows his growth and it shows him developing his powers, and then as his powers develop, he sort of gets more twisted up in like evil knots um i think it is i I think the spot arc like while incomplete and very short it is good to say every time you see him he's doing something not new he's still doing bad guy stuff but he's just getting better and he's maturing might not be the best word 
His powers he, are maturing and he's got like a characteristic yeah. down. He's developing. He's probably, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he is leveling up, as they would say. Yeah, would they? What level is he? 69. Ah, rats, you got me. Ah, oh, you got me. That mm. was a nice, a nice, mm-hmm. that's a nice mm. one right there. It is. It's a very nice level. Uh, yeah, I really like spot two. Uh, I, I think it's also cool. And that spot, again, ties into the sort of fate and destiny and things of if Miles hadn't been the Spider-Man slash all of the events of Into the Spider-Verse, if that hadn't happened, then Spot wouldn't have happened. And then it's kind of uh, like there, there, there are interesting philosophical paradoxes that come from uh, like Spot, Spot's angle is like you, you created me, therefore like we, we are sort of destined to be enemies. And then Miles doesn't take him seriously for the first bit. And that's, that's just a really interesting angle to me. And I really liked how they built on that throughout it. I want to go back to Miguel for a second. And fun, funny, the movie acts like this. They, they, go on, they go on spot, then Miguel, then spot, then Miguel. Um, uh, do you- wait, wait, sorry, sorry. You, you want to go to Miguel for a sec? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That was much better. That was- <laughs> I feel like the movie, like Miles as himself existing, kind of already disproves it. Uh, Miguel's entire worldview and like how he sees like canon events and then on top of that um universe 42 existing as it is it hasn't collapsed like what happened with miguel like there's two universes now out there that canon events are destroyed and they they essentially don't have the spider-man that should exist in them um and that kind of disproves it miguel's whole theory that like without the Spider-Man, without the canon events happening, that reality will just break down around them. Well, I think, I think the point, well, I don't know. I think the point that Miguel's trying to make is that Miles isn't his universe of Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Like Spider-Man from, yeah, yeah. Which, which yeah, I can sort of, you know what? I'm not going to get into the philosophicals of. Uh, it's like a race purity thing. I, I get what you're no, saying, Steve. I'm not. I'm not saying that in the slightest. That's not. <laughs> we had fast travel and don't endorse purity in any sense of the word. Um, and I can sort of see how this movie will end, how all movie ends. Um, I get the feeling Miguel's uh, worldview will change and he may accept or not accept. Actually, no, he'll accept Miles. That's my prediction. But anyway. But yeah. He, uh, will, be- the he will become the new Lego Peter. <laughs> I think he's going to be the new Funko Pop Peter. The new parked car. The, the new a kilometer Morales, if you would. Um, I, I slightly disagree with you, uh, Seth, in that I think Miguel's worldview world is out of, like, I don't think you could ever disprove Miguel's worldview because his entire thing is I am motivated by the fear of this happening somewhere else. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it, it's kind of impossible to disprove that because it's like, okay, Miles' universe hasn't Miles's universe hasn't collapsed, but mine did. Therefore, I will still try to make sure that it doesn't happen to anyone else's. And what's interesting is that Spot then becomes a kind of multi-dimensional villain who I enjoy way more than what was the one from Ant Man Kang Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Kang the Conqueror. I, I, side I point, still need to say that too. Yeah, don't don't bother. Don't bother. Don't bother. I I need to know. <laughs> 
Like, I, I don't mind it's... consuming slop as long as it, <laughs> it fulfills, like, a primal need of me needing to know what the slop was like. D- Disney Plus has served up ads for, hey, we're now, we're now streaming Ant-Man Quantumania on Disney yeah, Plus see, and the little excerpts. I don't pay for my Disney, I don't little... pay for Disney Plus, so I can just go consume that slop and it'll cost me nothing to do it. <laughs> Except for time, well, well, which well, Steven claims is my most valuable resource. It is. Yeah, it's the one thing you cannot get back. So if you can stand that grind Spot now. Could. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the, the point being, all, all the excerpts, all the ec- ec- excerpts of the film that have been playing during little YouTube ads for Go and Watch Quantumania have reminded me how much I did not enjoy that film. I need to go um, watch it. Um, I know you guys, God. everybody's told me it shit, uh, and I hated the second Ant-Man film, but I... I I have to have my slop or else it doesn't like I can't fill myself up on the next slop. You two are irredeemable. I hope you have I hope you have Uncle Ben moments. Maybe we, that will change you, know you. We are the reason that this kind of slop exists as well. Like uh, <laughs> no, like, no, oh, no, no, no. The people I, I, that I, pay I can't for skip a movie. No, reason I won't know what's happening. Oh no! Even though I haven't seen the movie in four years. Oh no! I need to see the first three Iron Man to be able to watch the first Captain America movie. No, it's only. My, I'm only contributing to it if I'm paying for it. Like your time. Your most valuable resource. No, no. Monetary <laughs> value. I'm not, giving, I'm not giving Disney any monetary value for the movie, so I am not part of the problem. In fact, you're right. I'll go pirate it instead. Actually, you know what? Seth, you're right. Uh, what animation are you currently working on at the moment? I'm going to pirate that. And you know what? I'm going to pirate it a hundred times so you lose... 100 downloads or whatever it is you animators get done for whatever you do. Download one copy of a game, that company loses $60. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if I download 100 copies, it loses $6,000. That's how it works. Yeah, true. You literally rob Nintendo blind. I mean, they're kicking the door. (laughs) You you legally change your name to a Mario villain and then become enslaved to the company. What you have to do is torrent it enough that you bankrupt the company and then you can buy all their stocks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yo, true. And then you delete Hang all on. those files and suddenly all that money gets shifted back into the company. Hang on, to, let him torrent. To, to, to do something create what's what's the Elder Scrolls horse got to do with this? To um to what? randomly pull this thread back to uh back to Spider-Verse. When did you guys realize that uh, that Miles was in the wrong universe at the end? Uh when he's with his mum. And his mom's like, interesting. What the fuck? Yeah, like, and his mom's like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Like, it took me a while. As, it took yeah. me a while as well. It took me to it, about it, that it, point. It, it, was, it wasn't like the start of the universe. I oh, sorry, the start of the interaction. It was like the end of it when she's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, oh. yeah, and exactly it was like, the same. It, it's it like, who's like, Spider Man? And I think it was also the Comic Con line. I think. Yeah, yeah, the Comic Con. Because I think Comic Con was brought up in the first one as well. Was it? Or like, oh, not that smart. They, yeah, like, oh, yeah, some, I was thinking it. No, 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 yeah, that, that's right, that's right. Um, because in the first movie, um, uh, uh, Miles says, what's Comic-Con? And in, um, uh, in Across the Spider-Verse, her saying Comic-Con means that it exists in this universe, even though it doesn't in his one. Interesting. I didn't, no, I didn't I, pick up yeah, on that, actually. Uh, I hope you stretch before jumping to that conclusion. It's around the same point of her going, who's Spider-Man? Stop being silly. Yeah. Eh, well, one of them's like the actual name of the movie um, and the other one's a throwaway line. Um, no, no, I mean, it's like, movie. I'm pretty sure the Spider-Man pit 
come bit comes before the Comic Con bit. It's just like rolling into each other, sort of thing. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah, but it was like literally. Like, I think I came to the conclusion, and then two seconds later, the you see like his uncle, and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, like the realization it dawns like it, yeah. right before Uncle Aaron comes through the door. Yeah, that's his mm. name, Aaron. I want to say Hank for some reason, but that's <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Hank. Yeah, he's gonna stop Walter. He's gonna go and cook. Hey, Walter. Hey, Walt, have you seen my rock collection? Um, Should have paid your taxes, Walter. (laughs) Uh, I, while watching it the second time, noticed that right before he even goes into the Wayback Machine. Wait, Wayback Machine? Send Home Machine? Send Home Machine, let's call it that. Send Home Machine? I feel like the Wayback Machine's the the thing on the internet. It is. The Wayback Machine's the one that you use to track down old websites and web pages. Find old tweets. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, I you don't believe was- me? Look at Wayback Machine 2018, Seth. Whatever, uh, whatever your Twitter handle is. This is the plug bit. I mean, now I'm not going to plug it because you're going to try and find my old tweets. <laughs> we anyway, to view them watching anyway. it, watching the second uh, the second time when his eyes get scanned, it comes up that uh, he it comes up that his original universe is not the universe that he came from on on the console. Yeah, I think it, like, tracks uh, a yeah. spider DNA on the console. Yeah, it does. And so mm. it's, it's interesting watching it a second time, because obviously you know that he arrives back in the wrong universe, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's the earliest giveaway. And it's such a fleeting moment that chances are someone caught it and then knew immediately that he was in the wrong universe, but they draw such a little attention to it, which I think is really clever, because then it just makes, like, uh, the, the, whole, the whole selling point for watching it twice is that you don't pay attention to what's going on in the middle of the frame. You pay attention to everything going on everywhere else in the frame. <laughs> and it's such a cool way to watch it. Yeah, they, they do a lot of attention to detail and just everything in the frame means something. <laughs> like, there's, there's so many context clues. Like, Hobie is the, most, um, is the most blatant one of him just fucking around in background for the payoff at the end. <laughs> yeah. But there's, like, like you said, they... Um, it, you can find it on the computer screen when he's going back to, like, in the universal travel machine. And, yeah, it's just, there's so many other things that you can probably glean from the movie just by going through and trying to look in the background rather than the main action. Hmm. I don't know if... All right, what are you the, ready to write it out of 10, fellas? Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I could continue talking about this for ages because I think it's... I would say it's one of my favorite films this year, but it's a strong contender with um, Puss in Boots' Last Wish, which is one of the- still a weirdly excellent animation film. Yeah, so the first Spider-Verse yeah, is still well. one of my favorite movies ever, and this, I feel, easily topped it. I, I would agree, I think. Yeah. Hmm. So, out of 10? I don't think I like the, the... It's a nine, but I don't think I like the cliffhanger. I want it to be a. I think I would have preferred a longer movie with no cliffhanger. Did you hear that, Steve? He wants to work artists. He wants to work animation artists to the fucking bone. I am Steve. Of course, I heard myself. Did you hear that, Seth? Steve wants to work animation artists to the fucking bone. I think animation on the second one's already done. I think they're over into lighting and rendering it. What's there to light? Just draw, just draw brighter. Use brighter colors. 
I think he has a point, actually. No, I'm literally here. Like, um, yeah, I think Seth just literally crawled out of his seat and die. I, How hard can it be to animate? Simply just draw faster. <laughs> you don't draw with 3D models. Yeah, cool. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you just 3D print them or something. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. We got off, to, we got uh, off topic. A little I, bit. I had a Jim Carrey moment. I don't... Well, my only critique for why it's not a perfect film is that it's not a complete film in and of itself because it is part one of two. Having said that, I don't know what you could do other than make the film another hour and a half to resolve all of that. But the film- Yeah, and from the sounds of it, the second one's just going to be another two and a half to three hour movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on the back of that, I would give it probably a 9.5-ish just because- I don't really know what it could do for it to not be a 10, but I also don't want to give part one of a film a 10 because, as I say, it's not, it doesn't have a complete story to tell yet, but it is a very, very high bar for what it has delivered me. So I'm going to go in a different direction and say that even though this is labeled as a part one, this still feels like a second movie and it's basically like when Empire ends on um, the reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's father and everyone's in the shit and all over the place and it needs to pick up for the next movie. So this feels like a similar sort of thing where like this is labeled as part one because originally it was all meant to be one movie, but this this fits the bill of being like, a huge second movie, middle of a trilogy thing. So I, I'm still comfortable enough giving it a 10 and also going to make the bold claim that this entire trilogy of Spider-Verse movies is going to be 10s across the board. 10s don't exist, my friend. What, what happens if they, they fumble the bag and the third one's like, shit. 10s and across like, the board. <laughs> I trust the plan. They're cooking. <laughs> Come on, animator cope. <laughs> Actually, the, the way that you've rephrased that, Fair. I think I think uh, you raise a good point. I would also I would also like to bump mine from a nine point five to a ten, partially just to fuck up no, the stage. See, uh, see, give out tens. Nothing's perfect. Apologize. I'm right about Final Fantasy sixteen, <laughs> and I'm right about this. <laughs> well, no, two he, weeks in a row. The third one's not out yet. You're putting the card before the horse here. It could come out being dog well, shit. Hold on, we've no, seen no, the horse. The horse is wearing I'm a right Spider-Man about suit. This being a middle of a, se- a middle of a trilogy deserves to be rated as a second movie instead of a part one. You know what's really funny with that? You know what's really funny with that, Seth? Uh, everyone that has seen the uh, Avengers as a block of films would say that Infinity War was fantastic and that Endgame dropped the ball. And Infinity War ends in a similar way of big reveal, everyone's in the shit, wonder what they're going to do. So You don't know what the difference is? This Infinity one's animated. War is a Thanos- <laughs> Infinity War is a Thanos movie. This is still a Miles movie. If this was a spot movie, then maybe you'd have an argument. I really don't like how quickly you formulated that comeback and how logically coherent it is. Alright, it's a 9 out of 10. Let's move I'm, on. I'm gonna need you to turn down. I'm, I'm getting worried that you like spot are building up your power too much. I, I'm, just, I'm just too correct recently. Seth like, Final Fantasy Seth 16 coming out has made me more powerful. <laughs> Every Final I, I Fantasy cannot be levels up. You, you consume Final Fantasy and you are made stronger by it. That is a terrifying combo. 
when's the next 14 expansion coming out? <laughs> what do you mean? When I'm, it comes to Xbox. I'm, aren't you waiting for um, part, what are we up to, part three of the seven remake? Part two, and yeah, two, it's coming two. out yeah. early next year. <laughs> sure Square Enix is, is on a fucking roll. They've got that. They've got Dragon Quest Twelve cooking. They've got Kingdom Hearts Four cooking. <laughs> but, but okay, Kingdom Hearts isn't coming out for another like forty years. Uh, Kingdom <laughs> I, Hearts at oh, earliest. Uh, I feel Dragon, like Dragon Kingdom Quest Hearts are not seeing for another three. They literally, you know that meme, and it's that guy going, um. Time to milk the cow, and the cow's all skinny and dried up. It, that's that's it's that. That's, that's like Atlas with Persona Five. <laughs> yeah, so but it's still but it's still a square with Final Fantasy Seven. I'm I am literally yeah? just I I'm I'm the guy that won the Royal Rumble, and I'm pointing at the WrestleMania sign. But it's Square Enix games that I like. Not all Square Enix games. Balan Wonderworld and uh, Babylon's Fall are uh, proof enough that uh, so- games. sometimes- y- You're sometimes- a fan then. You like all their games or you like none of their games? Seth, you gotta pick one. Sometimes we need a, a fast lane or an elimination chamber between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania to just kind of push everything aside for the big events. No, 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 no. Seth, you could have made that analogy way stronger if you said sometimes you have to listen to Vince McMahon and release Balan's Wonderworld. Vince McMahon is the guy that greenlit it, yes. <laughs> so, 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 that, so, what's happening? What's happening down. actually is that right now we're in the era where Vince McMahon has left the company because he's been, uh, he's an alleged sex abuser, <laughs> and uh, Triple H is taking over Square Enix, and I'm dreading when Vince McMahon is like, "No, I'm selling it to the UFC company, and I'm coming back in charge." But once that happens, it's all downhill again. Can we move on now? <laughs> No. I really don't have a follow-up for that, eh? So, uh, uh, we, we will move on. And with that, we come to the end of Round Lounge for this week. Thank you very much for the Spider-Verse chat. Always a good time. I'm sure we'll do it again in nine months. When are we doing a uh, fast travel verse? Fast travel. I don't know if Ash. I want to talk to more than one version of Steven at a time. Yeah. I, I think I would hurt myself or someone else if that was the case. What about talking to another version of yourself? Then I would hurt myself physically. Ooh. I would- I, I would won't s- let me king hit myself. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is uh, the autoerotic part of the asphyxiation would be uh, hitting very different in that scenario. Now neither of us will be virgins. <laughs> mm. Why? Why mm. would you say it like that? Anyways, because so it's self-defeating. <laughs> <laughs> it may be true, but it's self-defeating. All right, I'm sick of this. Let's go. Keep going. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. It's what, it's what, it's what they said. Oh fuck. Okay. Um. Uh. Dick measuring contest. No, Let's go. I'm coming. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's what Final Fantasy 16 has been saying with uh, all three million uh, swimmers going out via shipments and digital sales. All three million of those swimmers are mine every moment I'm playing. <laughs> this this I game hate has conversation. This game. Shut the fuck up. I'm begging you, I'm begging you fellas. This shut game, the fuck up. This game's got the gorilla grip. Kill yourself. <laughs> I don't even have a follow up. If you want to talk to the Seth, you go ahead. I want nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just really happy that it's that they've come out and said, yeah, no, opening. 
not even full week. It was like the first five days of it being out in US time. Um, games sold and uh, uh, physical and digital combined three million units. That's half a million less than uh, Seven Remake, but Seven Remake is also a Final Fantasy VII, one of the most anticipated remakes of all time, and B came out during peak COVID. So losing losing half a million to that is still pretty what? pretty healthy, I think. And, yeah, I and just, how many PS4 consoles are there? PS5. Yeah, console? it also came out at the end of the PS4's life. This is like still early PS5 life, halfway I want to say. Yeah, it it, it timeline wise is like halfway through. But it feels like the PS5 Pro. It, it feels like the gen is only just starting for real now. For real, for real. Just yeah, like no, me. three million, very good. I hope that the game has legs and it sells a lot more. The um, the game deserves the sales. Well, uh, Final Fantasy 16 might have that gorilla grip, but Monster Hunter has the Gluck Gluck Soul Sucker 2000. Uh, because with one hand, <laughs> and you give me shit. <laughs> Because with one hand, it, it manages to tip 6 million units of uh, Sunbreak, which has only been out for bang on a year. Okay, a year and a couple of days. Uh, but when it puts both hands together, it hits 13 million units of just base game Monster Hunter Rise, uh, which is really good going. Uh, I know that we, we talked about Monster Hunter World, like the team behind Monster Hunter World should be gearing up for an announcement. Uh, soon tm in that now that we're at the end of the like normally there's always some kind of monster hunter content on the go and with sunbreak wrapping up as of last month uh see a couple previous episodes of me talking through the last part of that expansion uh we should be due for another monster hunter announcement soon and boy am i excited for that uh yeah i'm i'm pretty excited for what they do next like rise was fine um and sunbreak was really good but even hmm. across those two games, it didn't hit me on the level that World and Icebreak did. Iceborn, and but Ice, close. Iceborn, yes. Sorry, yeah, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Sunbreak and two are mixing in my head. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's, it's fair. Like, sometimes I try and figure out whether Rise or Sunbreak is the name of the base game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also fair. Um, yeah, I'm just really... I, I really hope that whatever they do next it hits on the same level that World did in, like, how dense everything felt and like how it felt like a world. It really did make you feel like a Monster Hunter world. It really makes you feel like you're riding that Rathlosa's back. That's true. And whatever title monster they put in for that next game, I really hope it's not Magnamalu because uh, he is just far too big. Far too big as a monster. They should uh, do another Farm Fancy crossover and bring in another behemoth. True, where I can Should then they? farm it, farm it for its claws for the um, Monster Hunter World. Shoot, what was it? An armor set? I think it was an armor set that was crazy overpowered. Yeah, the dragoon the... set was really good. Oh, and it had the really cool looking insect glaive, which I don't know if I ever went back and finished because you needed to actually kill the behemoth to get it, and I never had enough. Well, this was my pre-COVID but peak not having internet for six months uh, phase where I wasn't able to yeah, play with and anyone. Yeah, that's like. That, that's a multiplayer hunt. You'll need to go into it like it's a Final Fantasy raid. You need, to, you need to have your tank, you need to have your DPSs, and you need to have your healer. Sounds like you're infiltrated, my friend. I did. I did. Uh, but moving on, uh, I now have a new way to get filtered because uh, Temtem Showdown is now available on PC. 
I, I don't know why you put this in. Well, I've, for you, Steve, the biggest Temtem shill I know. You, you, you were just showing us Pokemon Showdown. Are you not excited for Temtem Showdown also being free to play, by the way? You don't have to pay for it. Well, since I don't have Temtem, I'm not really into the whole VGT, the video game Temps. Um, it's good that it is. Like, I, I, look, all right, cool. We're back in a rant again. Um, I fucking hate how, for whatever reason, the Pokemon company hasn't just done their own Pokemon Showdown thing. Like, they, they obviously know Pokemon Showdown exists for BGC players, um, but they just haven't done that. If they did it themselves, they could probably charge 10 bucks and people would fucking fly to it somehow. Um, they can't no, fly as an HM and Pokemon, uh, different, different series. Yeah, mad. Cool. Thanks for that, Pat. Um, Sorry, I just I have the Wikipedia page up because I I wish I could make an analogy back to Silent. Because Fuck Stephen you, hasn't continue. played it, so you you need to get your information about Temtem from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like it's uh, it does look like I'm watching the trailer for it now. I'm, I have no interaction with Temtem because as much as I want to play it, I'm not buying for full price. Um, it it's seems gone like it's on sale of, multiple times. Seventy five percent off, but no. Well, uh. uh Actually, I guess tangentially related, I must bring it up now. The humble uh, choice for this month includes Temtem. Cool. That's not an Xbox, though. Yeah, no Xbox, I, no buy. I, I, I know what Steven's thinking. That's for the PC version. It's not real to him. <laughs> Don't Spencer argue with Temtem fans. They don't play their own game. <laughs> oh, so true. Um, yeah, I, I will likely be getting the humble choice because it is Temtem and also Outer Wilds. Wait, wait, no, I got that wrong, didn't I? Outer Worlds. Yep, Outer Worlds. There yep. we go. Uh, Can't wait to the, the pat review of Temtem. Also, also tangentially related, I've been listening to the Outer Wilds soundtrack just while working. Banger. Still holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Maybe I'll listen to that tomorrow as well. Does it make you frustrated enough to want to move on? Because uh, no, it just make, it makes it just reminds me that I want to play um, the DLC for the Outer Wilds. Ah, hmm. Yes, the the good DLC that that was. God, what a what an underrated gem. I'm so I'm so annoyed that I had such a bad experience for the first hour. Of the you know, it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. We probably discussed it already. Anyway, um, speaking of bad experiences. Uh, why, why doesn't someone talk me through, uh, this anime bullshit? <laughs> All right. So you, you know, Boruto is a series running at the moment about this child named Boruto and he, he, he is the son of a Hakage, he, which is basically like a king of ninjas. Sounds made up. And it, it is a little bit, um, they they did this weird prequel series about his father. Um, yeah, kind, it's not funny. Kind of weird, uh, but no. They, um, the new Naruto uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections game that's that's like a collection of all the older games together is doing a brand new story. Um, just just a brand new story of full of OCs and do not steals, and it looks really weird. Like there's a guy here that looks like he the main antagonist of the. Uh, of the story looks like he's just got those bomb tags strapped all over his head um, and they're just making a Boruto version of the final arc of Naruto where they're like so the fourth great ninja war happened now we're going to go on to the fifth one 
and the infinite Tsukuyomi happened in Naruto, so we're going to do the infinite Mangaku Tsukuyomi because that'll raise the stakes and holy shit, it looks stupid. This, this is just bad fanfiction in a series that's already is, bad uh, fanfiction. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer and it's got like a, an army of clones. Yep, cool, fantastic. Had the army of clones from the fourth great ninja war. It's got Naruto and Sasuke fighting. Yep, they fight at the end of the fourth one. Man, holy shit, this is dog shit. Um, the, the antagonist or the bad guy is wearing uh, something that obscures his face. Yep, same thing with the fourth ninja war. Holy shit, they just literally just to... And the new girl character they, that they have in this, uh, she's from uh, the Naruto online game called Ninja Heroes, which... Before the podcast started, I checked out the website, and holy shit, that looks awful as well. It, it looks like a really bad, like, rip-off Korean MMO browser game. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, am I interested? Yes, I'm an Naruto fanboy. Leave me alone. Um, will I get this game? Probably not. Um, maybe in 10 years' time when it comes out for the Xbox 2. Watch a story on YouTube. You mean the Y box? Oh, hang on. Ooh. Maybe the Z box? Get a bit of uh, different access action going on? I mean, hey, if, if you, if you want to believe that, if that helps you sleep at night with your. You'd want it to be the Y box because Y is going upwards. You want the stocks to go up. <laughs> I, don't, I sold my stocks, remember? Anyway, so that's enough about Naruto. Uh, and in the it wise is. words, in the wise words of Gordon Ramsay, finally some real fucking food. Um, Avatar this is Lust- also anime no. bullshit. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is wanime. Very different. Cultured, <laughs> if you will. Wanime. Thank you, Steve. Uh, never say that again. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender is getting a new game, Quest for Balance, announced for basically every platform known to man and dog which is mostly the same platforms but dogs also still use google stadia it's a whole thing don't worry um this game is odd to me it like from the trailer because all we've seen is the trailer so far some of it looks quite good quite interesting other parts of it look kind of ps3 airy and i don't know if that's a style choice or by necessity and I'm kind of worried. It's probably budget because I'm looking at this and there's a lot of things that look really stiff in movement. Yeah. So the selling point for this one is you get to go through an 18 chapter adventure, either in solo or co-op, which a two player co-op, which I, I guess is kind of interesting. That could be fun. Um, playing as up to- Do you play as two Aangs? <laughs> I assume it's like Sirens in the Borderlands universe, where there can only be four Aangs that exist at any one time. Uh, although it would be funny if the game is called The Last Airbender and there are literally two of them on the screen at the same time. Um, I imagine- I imagine we'll be able to play as double up characters. The sequel is called The Last Airbenders. <laughs> yeah. We're allowed to have one. Uh... I don't know, that didn't really work, sorry. No, not really. Um, it, it seems like it's doing a combination of combat and puzzles, which is funny because it reminds me of the old GBA Avatar game, which was weirdly fun and holds up and would highly recommend anyone play with a GBA emulator. I don't remember the name of it, but it's probably only one of kind of emulator know. even not not telling people to go out and buy a GBA and a GBA game, which are both <laughs> extremely expensive and rare. <laughs> I was gonna say if you can find a GBA, 
and a game, uh, then, you know, go for your life. But uh, it is... I'm sure Game Traders has something. The point being, that game was quite fun, and the previous Avatar game that I've played was uh, The Legend of Korra game, which... Uh, that was alright. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I... What was the one funny, made by Platinum Games? Uh, yeah. Oh, boy, he's on his Platinum bullshit again. Was it? I, I, it's been so long, I'm actually not sure. It probably was. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, it was Platinum, There's only yeah. been, like, one Legend of Korra game, to my knowledge. But what was funny was seeing, seeing this trailer announced, so many of the comments section were like, ah... Oh, L, L game, this game is going to suck as much as the Legend of Korra game. And I know I shouldn't get riled up about dumbasses on the internet, but I really like the Legend of Korra game. Yeah, so did I. I really enjoyed it as well. The, the combat I felt- have I have heard mixed things, but mostly positive. The combat felt real- uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the line, I'm going to say the line, but you really felt like the Avatar. When, no, you didn't. When you played, um, when you played the Legend of Korra game. Yeah, from what I, from my understanding of the game, the combat is very fun. Yes. The game's not long enough and doesn't have enough meat to support that combat system. Fair. That, that's probably a pretty yeah, good description. Yeah, But when I, when I want to play an Avatar game, I want to play as the Avatar, and that's what the game gave me. And then being able to do the um, bending tournaments was just a nice, like, cherry on top. The, the, those were quite mm. fun. Actually, random, random tidbit question. Steven, did you ever play the Avatar game that has, like, a, you get a thousand gamer score in, like, ten minutes? I thought that was Legend of Korra. No, this nah, was Legend a 360 Korra. game. Oh. Uh, I think it's- uh, is that the Burning Earth? I Because I remember, so. I remember wanting it, and my mum's like, no, you can get it at the school holidays. And then it was the same- it was a choice between that and something else. And I got something else, and it wasn't a good game, and I just felt, like, very angry. <laughs> Common. Common Steven moment. <laughs> um, but no, I did not. Um, I do, as much as I do enjoy my uh, gamer score, I'm not going to buy a game for the sake of it. Yeah, it, it was uh, called The Burning Girth. Well, I thought so, yeah. I didn't mm. want it. I'm also just noticing on part of the selling points uh, for, which, sorry, should also mention, uh, this one, the game we're currently talking about, uh, quest, av sorry, Avatar The Last Airbender Quest for Balance, um, due out this fall. I assume that's uh, North America, so probably not that far away uh, for the world. But one of the key features talking about embracing your destiny, where uh, they say, this is according to uh, Gamatsu, complete Aang's original adventure, replay each chapter whenever you choose to re-experience your favorite moments from the series. That's a big red flag for me, because at least Legend of Korra had the writing team from it to write an original story that you played through. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a, an adaptation rather yeah. than a new thing. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. The series? Great. Love the series. Can't wait to play, I don't know, fight. You know I what? I'm going to make this the way I experience Avatar's story. What? What, what do you mean? You, you can't just say that and not elaborate. I think he's gone. Oh, he is the last airbender and he disappeared. Okay, I get it. Very, very poor. <laughs> when the podcast needed him most, he vanished. <laughs> no, no, I just thought it'd be funnier if I just said that and didn't elaborate and left. Oh, that wasn't funny at all. Anyway, 
Uh, I'm keeping half an eye on it, but I suspect it'll be at a price it point. Looks like dog shit. Yeah, too high for me to really look. It'll be one of those pick it up, pick, pick it up if it's on sale. But when people say it's good, but I, I see a lot of red flags with it, which is a shame. So, anyway, moving on, we have uh, Dokapon Kingdom Connect. Uh, I have no idea what this is. Someone help me out. So, no, do you like do you like Mario game. Party? Uh, oh, it's this fucking game. Do you like Monopoly? No. <laughs> do you hate your friends? Yes. Then you will love this game because it is all of those things combined and one, no, not even like an hour into the game, you want to start stabbing somebody. Myself or someone no, else? No, the people around you. Ah. But no, we, we've talked about this game coming to Switch earlier. And they just announced a PC port, which is very nice. Get it onto more systems so more people experience the terror that is Dokapon Kingdom. I'm looking at the trailer. I am not getting any indication as to what this is. Yeah, no, this, um, this trailer is just the opening movie. This is, this is just like a really long RPG length board game where... Um, to win, what a horrible have... fucking description! RPG length board game, get fucked. <laughs> I can't and, wait for the twenty-hour tutorial for the board game. And to win, you it have really to, gets good after hour thirty. To, <laughs> to win, you have to have the most money at the end of the game, like in uh, stock and assets. This is just Weeb Monopoly. <laughs> no, not Weeb Monopoly, Gamer Monopoly. No, no, no Weeb Monopoly. I'm, I'm taking Steve's thing. It's mine now. This is Weeb Monopoly. The, it, it's on the Switch. It's Weed Monopoly. <laughs> wait, wait. Man, does, does, does that mean that when it comes to the Switch, it would be Sweep Monopoly? Uh, no. Workshop that no. one a little bit. I think you can make it work. Yeah, you can come back. Okay. Okay. Um, when, you're, when you're in hour 80 of Dokapon Kingdom, um, you might get something. You, 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 guys, you guys take a run at making a shitty joke and then, and then come back to me. I'll, I'll, I'll think of something. I do. I do every fucking week, remember? I'm getting tired of censoring him. <laughs> Don't give uh, him free reign. Are either of you looking to pick this up? Because I am not. I was, I'm still looking into getting it for Switch. I need to get a expansion, well, not an expansion, an SD card finally to have some space on my Switch for anything. Delete your old games. I've, I've deleted most of my old games. Most of it's taken up by Pokemon now. Oh, wow. based. Um, but yeah, no, I want to get it on Switch because that's where I feel like most of my friends will have it. But I also feel like I'm going to have another group of friends that I can maybe convince to get this on Steam as well. So maybe I'll double dip on sale when it's like 90 cents on Steam. <laughs> 90 cents, man. It's not even on Steam yet. It will be soon. Wait, it, and then Christmas sales, Christmas sales. Oh, will the, come. Yeah, sorry, the PC version will be a yeah. port of the Switch. That, man, this is going to run like dog shit on the PC, man. No, uh. Switch ports on PC usually run so much better than the Switch games. Anyway, also, <laughs> yeah, coming out May 9, which is like four days away. Well, four days away from us recording this. It'll so be out May by now 9? by the time. Yeah, May, it says, oh, s shit, that's saying the Switch version came out May 9 worldwide. Singing, hang on, we didn't, we didn't just go back in time, did we? Fast travel it's coming out full on PC. Okay, maybe this, maybe the Christmas sales won't be that that cheap. In the wrong direction. Um, 
Yeah, cool. I, I don't know. Uh, good luck with it if you're going to buy it, I guess. Uh, next up, <laughs> we have Scorn, which is what I want to do if you buy Dukapon Kingdom Connect. Um, I'm also not buying this, but thanks for beta testing, Steven. <laughs> yeah, I'll trade you. Where's Final Fantasy? Um, no, no, so this, this, is, this is a year old. You get, you get Stray. I want Stray. I, I really Final wanted to, to, to cut Seth's lunch a bit, a bit more than I did, but... Uh, mad. Cut his lunch. Cut his lunch. Steal his joke. Whatever the, whatever the phrase is. Um, My anyway, thunder. Yeah, taken. <laughs> Stolen Valor. <laughs> uh, th th thanks for the beta test, Steve. Uh, I don't know much about this game other than it being horror-y, I assume. The only thing yeah. I know about this game is that the, um, the environments look like they're ripped out of HR Giga paintings. Yeah, that's like the big selling point of this game. Like it's, I think the, it looks very gross. And, oh, I think grotesque is a word they've actually used to describe it. Um, and, and there's like a lot of like gruesome gory parts. So it, it's supposed to be horror, thriller, but from my understanding, I didn't ever play it. I don't think I know anybody that's played it, just apart from like people online have been saying that like it's it's okay for what it is, but it's different to what you expect it to be. Like it's a lot more action than a thriller horror game would be, but it's not enough action to just be an action game. Is it is it wrong for me to think that it's given me kind of golemy vibes? No, no, it's not, like it's I think it's because the way that they advertised the game, they focused so heavy on the art style that when it came out and it was something a little bit different, everyone was like, oh, okay, this is a bit different. And I think it's a, one of those games that visuals can probably, if you don't like it, it just makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but, I think like every element of this is HR Geeker inspired to the point where it's like, yeah, even all the sexual things in HR Giga paintings are being referenced in this game. Oh, I didn't know they had uh, sex things. I, I don't care, to be honest. Not, not, um, not sex things, but like very phallic looking things. Yeah, phallic is a better word. Yeah, like it's <laughs> a, dildo in the background. It's not even that. It's just like a, the wall is made out of dildo intestines. But the, well, it's like an intestine gun, but the intestines are like a dildo. But like a, Maybe it's like very fleshy. Steve, color. if your intestine looks like a dildo, I really suggest you go to a doctor. No. <laughs> you know what? I tried. I tried to warn him. I tried to warn him. Uh, Stephen, well, we have free healthcare. We can do that. I don't want to. I, yeah, I mean, you try I do as well. A... Why are you saying we? Why you, you put a long drawn out thing on we? Like I'm. It, it's it's not for you. It's for the others that don't. Oh. Happy Freedom Day, by the way. <laughs> uh, Very funny. Well, would, would we all like to join hands and sing the Four Kids National Anthem? Stop saying that. I don't want to hear the Four Kids National Anthem. Everybody at home, if you're at home, Google Four Kids National Anthem. You know what? You don't have to. I'm just going to insert it here. Oh, great. And now, the stars of Four Kids will sing the National Anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fire 
that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Happy Fourth of July from all of us at 4Kids TV. All right, welcome back. Hopefully your ears are, uh, uh, actually, hopefully they're not bleeding too badly. Uh, bleeding a little bit, perhaps. Um, uh, Steve, are you excited for Baldur's Gate 3? I actually am, unironically, yes. Okay, cool. Well, I got good news and bad news. What do you want first? Uh, good news. All right, good news is that, uh, it has been delayed till September 6th for PS5. I do not like, actually, no, fuck the PS5. Base. That's, that's what I'm saying, that was the good news. Yeah, sorry, yeah, base. Like, don't, don't question me again. Yeah, okay, what are you going to do about it? That was a question, wasn't it? Gotcha. Fuck you, question uh. master. Um, cool, and the, the other news is that the uh, release date for PC has been moved up to August 3rd, which I guess in context would be the bad news for, for, for Steven. Anyway, um, yeah, it's... But the it's... bad news also being it's still not coming out to Xbox. Yeah, very common. <laughs> the, the Series yeah. S is holding it back. <laughs> that's good yeah, news for us yeah what we say just to uh, re-prosecute this story it has what? been indefinitely oh, Baldur's Gate 3 has been indefinitely delayed for coming out on the Xbox like series of consoles because they can't get it to run very good on the series S so it's like well we're not going to release it just to the X like we're not allowed to do that yeah, so they're, we have they're to not allowed to do that Microsoft does not let developers choose which to, do, to release on it has to be on both yeah, which and is so if you can't get it on one, well, then you're not doing it on either. The old both hands or no hand strategy. I see you, Microsoft. I hate it. And this is why Final Fantasy 16 isn't on Xbox. Yeah, probably. Oh, well, it'd be like that sometimes. Have, have, have I mentioned, by the way, that that game has been triggering a heat warning on some people's consoles? Imagine uh, that trying to run on the Series S. <laughs> Might turn into your Alienware. Speaking of, Patrick, I hope your PS5 is well ventilated. Uh, I do keep it in a drawer. Why? Because... Yeah, no, good. I, I don't want it catching on fire when you get to a certain point in 16. Probably when you get to any fight scene, it has to drop down to 30 frames per second. Hmm... Nah, it should be fine. That that's that's just the uh, that's just the Phoenix icon, right? No, no, really it's, makes really it, makes you feel like Joshua getting the shit beaten out of him. It, it's a different icon fight. <laughs> so it is an icon fight. <laughs> Good shit. Um, speaking of fights, uh, some come to me, Freet. What? That's what he says in the trailer. He's come to the trailer me, Freet. Oh. yeah, Jim Carrey moment. No, Jim Carrey has better comedic timing. Uh, In fact, he's just talent. funny at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I really don't like that's the same brain cell again. Anyway, um, speaking of fight news, Seth, you, you wanted to fight someone? That's what you have written here? I, I don't want to fight someone. I want to kink hit Steven. 
That, oh. they're, they're two different things. If you'd like to see that happen, go to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. So since since you're passing me the ball, um, I'll just quickly take over the <laughs> three Grand Blue articles I have back to back. Very very quick stuff. And, and, um, and not start with the Street Fighter article, but no, that's fine. No, oh, I forgot about the Street Fighter one being here. It's a forgettable game. The, the Street Fighter one is very quick also. He's um, bought in the streets already. Uh, the Rashid battle pass has started, which, and we've gotten a render of what Rashid's going to look like. But interestingly enough, Rashid's not in the game yet. We don't know when he's going to be dropping. So, like, the celebration event of him coming into the game is happening before he gets into the game for some reason. That is fucking psychotic. I hate that. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I'm assuming we'll get a trailer for him at Evo. When, when is Evo happening anyway? I don't know. I, I feel like that's the start of August. Yeah, 4th of August to 6th of August. Um, and this battle pass ends on July 23. Okay, that's even weirder. I don't know what they're doing with Rashid. All I know is he has a sick theme song, and his theme, his sick theme song from Street Fighter Five is in the battle pass. So maybe I'll buy it. Okay. Uh, might as well just move on to the other articles. Yep. So, um, the previously delayed Grand Blue Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising uh, online beta test, um, is finally showing up. They had to delay it before because of. Issues with implementing the rollback netcode. Um, <laughs> seems like they've got it working now. The um, the and and how does uh, that make is, you feel, Seth? I like rollback netcode. It's very good. So if they've got it working, that's that's a plus. Um, the the beta is going to be running from July twenty seven to July thirtieth. Um, I don't think you need to sign up for this. I think it yeah, it's just going to be an open beta. So, um. Yeah, just go for it. And, like, if you're interested in the game, just go for it, download it, give it a try. Um, and on top of that, they also announced that a character named Nier is going to be showing up. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Grand Blue characters, so I don't, I, like, she seems interesting from um, the things that they've said about her. Like, she seems like she's going to be a puppet character where she uses death as a, a fighter for her. But, like, in actual footage, they just showed her intro cutscene, and that's it. Um, re- re- not, not a lot to go on with her right now. And she won't be in the beta, so there's not going to be a lot to go on for her for a while. And so, for someone called Nia, she's still pretty far off being added to the game. I'd respect that joke if I haven't heard it a thousand times, but in Nia series. <laughs> Uh, well, and, why don't we... And, and, and finally, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink showed show that they're going to be adding Fairy into the game, which is I tried super... so hard not to make a furry joke, but it just... Uh, I had to fight uh, it, Seth. I need you to know, I had to fight it. I, I appreciate you fighting it, but she also, she's surrounded by ghost animals, so she might as well be a furry. I know, that... That's... Yeah... <laughs> She she That's is also why. a rabbit skill. Yeah. It, it, it just it it's it's right there, says Patrick. I know, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. It's punching so far down. I know what I had to do, I just don't have the strength <laughs> yeah. to do it. Speaking <laughs> of furry news, there, hey. there, there, there was a funny Twitter argument going on the other day where someone was like, 
The fuck do you mean that this furry Sonic Fox is beating everyone in Mortal Kombat comp uh, uh, tournaments? Yeah. And Sonic Fox sort of was like, all right, bet if you fight me right now and if you win, I'll give you $10,000. But if I win, you have to become a furry. Guess who fucking lost? <laughs> and, and and the guy that um the, the guy that lost and has to become a furry, everyone's just assigned him a duck as his furry mascot because he keeps ducking Sonic Fox now. Wow. So have they have they actually fought? Yeah, yeah, they they fought like almost immediately, and as soon as he lost it, um, he started ducking Sonic Fox, trying to avoid him. It's just online. You just don't you just don't log back back in. Like make a new account. All I'm saying is, bully hunters would have made this, would have sorted this right out. I mean, I I kind of respect the hustle of talk shit, get hit by the best fighting game player in the world. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the Grand Blue news also, besides Fairy being added, is that they confirm that it's going to be like over a hundred side quests in the game, and the full game will be four-player co-op, uh, co-op play, like every, just the entire way through. Um, it's kind of styled a little like Monster Hunter, so I'm going to be like really interested to try and get people together to play this. You take you take that that furry news out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> the, the, the Grand Blue stuff or the Sonic Fox stuff. You you don't besmirch the good name of Monster Hunter and then talk about the disgusting cult of furries in the same breath. Patrick, I don't care what you have to say about Wyvarians. Patrick, in Monster Hunter, you can make an armor set that's just an iron cat suit. Yes, and I look very cute in it, but that's entirely separate. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, Grand Blue Corner's done. Sweet. Uh, now that the Grand Blue Corner is done, why don't we throw it to Steve for the Persona 3 Corner? Yay! Finally! Fuck! Um, so, Persona 3 got a trailer at the... Sorry, the Persona 3 Reload, which is, the, as we know, the remaster. I was say, I don't know how to tell you uh, this. Persona 3. Persona 3 is already out. Oh, shit, it is. I didn't know. Um, but no. So this is, uh, we got like a one and a half minute trailer, gives us a first look at the English voices. Um, I'm not really that attached to the English voices. I can, like, I do listen to the dub, but like, I, I sort of half wanted them to be completely different, if that makes sense. <laughs> Mits- um, Mitsuru is almost dead on accurate. Yeah, like, I, I honestly like, was like, oh, they got the same voice actor, but no, it's not. Um, which I, I thought was a very um, interesting choice. Oh, it's yeah. it's uh, what what really hits me with it is that everyone almost sounds dead on except for Akihiko and because he's so different compared to everyone else sounding so close that his throws me off the most and I really like his original voice actor I really like the um uh Liam O'Brien's voice like he he does Gara in Naruto and he does a few other video game voices and this was like one of his early roles and he sounds really natural in it. Um, and, uh, okay. And yeah, so Akihiko just like being really different threw me off watching this. Yeah, um, I'm not... I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I really enjoyed the trailer. Um, didn't, it shows... It doesn't really show anything new. They've sort of not redesigned any characters, but they've sort of remastered them. And the uh, and new portraits them, as well. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was that, Seth? They they did all new portraits as well for the characters. Oh yeah, I care about that. 
Um, well, the portraits are just like the, like the VN things. It's literally just... Uh, yeah, yeah, but the new portraits, like, just stylistically look really good and matches, like, the new graphical style. Because if they just use the old ones, it, it would not mesh well with, like, how the new game graphics look. Yeah, very true, I guess. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think also the portraits are just more animated now as well than they were in the original, which is a nice touch. Mm, mm, that's true. That is very true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Also oh, yeah, worth noting but... is that they're just showing everyone up to Fuka, so there's still more characters that they can show off later and reveal their voices for. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm still looking forward to it. I reckon it'd be fucking sick. Yeah, no, uh, it looks fun. It looks really good. Yeah. Looks good. Can't wait. Very keen. Love um, me some Persona. Yeah. I, I'm still not really... I'm, I'm into, like, the final part of Persona 3. I'm just, I just... Fucking Tartarus really drags that fucking place on. Um, do not care Weak. for it. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. You, you, you know what else uh, in, in the, the news of things that people do not care for? Uh, Lord of the Rings Golem was so abysmal that Datalik is now uh, <laughs> How funny comple- is that? completely shutting down internal game development to focus on publishing and not just getting rid of Golem, but Golem and 25 developers. Well, 25 staff, but I assume the developers. Uh, this is mixed news. You, you never like to see this happen, but at the same time, I don't know. The, the market's thoughts on how the Lord of the Rings Golem uh, launched were pretty clear. I don't know if there was really, enough, really an alternative as to what could have happened here. I feel bad for the people that lost their job. Yeah. Uh, I... I don't know, like, when, when Saints Row failed to hit the mark, I, I think the entirety of Volition got folded into Gearbox. So I, they, they probably folded a lot of these developers into um, another studio. It's just, it just sucks for the 25 that got let go. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I don't know <laughs> yeah, it's, this... It's... It does just... say that they're going to support the former employees and find them new places to work. So if they're true to that, then I don't see a downside. But it, 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 really, like, depends, it... it really depends if that, they're, they're true to their word and help those uh, 25 people find, like, land on their feet. Yeah. Well, back, and, back and the question we is this, if they're, I... like, equivalent positions or it's like, hey, you can go to this more junior position that's just opened up. But it's like, I don't want to. Like, it's very interesting to sort of see how that goes. Sorry, I don't cut, I cut you off. You, you did. Oh, I'm doing and it again. I'll, 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 I'll king hit you for it later. Don't worry. Very um, cool. But I, I don't quite remember uh, if this adjusted. Any, well, it certainly doesn't mention it in the article, to my knowledge. But uh, adjusting the goal of polishing the game up to be what they wanted it to be. Uh, they, oh, I they think that's done. Up- I, I think they put out their statement and then it's like, yeah, no, don't worry. Like, the, the publishers are just like, yeah, no, fuck that. We'll take the loss. Interesting. Yeah. Because well, I, it's, I remember- It's in such a state, like, it's already ruined. Yeah, sorry, I keep cutting you up, Pat. Very cool. What, should I just change my name for Seth? Is that, is that what you want from me? Yes, that's all. It's literally we all already I share us a brain cell. <laughs> uh, that's- no, you know, I'm, I'm not even, I'm going to put down the shovel. I'm not going to dig that one any further. Because um, I remember when 
uh, we were discussing Gollum. I don't remember which episode it was now. Uh, let us know. But in one of the episodes we were talking about this, I said, I did not, nor could I understand the vision that people even had for this game. So when they put out that initial statement that said, hey, we know it didn't release in the state that we wanted it to be. We're working hard to, to make the game that, that we wanted it to be. And I remember saying, I'm so curious as to what that game is. And part of me is, is disappointed that Daedalic is shutting down because I want that question answered. I don't know I if I do. Know, I need to know what, what the higher ups at Daedalic wanted this game to be because it could not be anywhere close to the game that we got. Hmm. Oh, well. What if it's just we'll the never. game that we got, but runs well? But with hats. <laughs> but, with <laughs> but with a funny hat? <laughs> with a uh, battle pass system. <laughs> yeah, not funny. It's the same game, it's just a new hat. <laughs> Could you imagine how much better it would have made the game if Gollum just has a different hat in every cutscene? <laughs> Shit, we could have saved data, look, guys. We should have got on the horn as soon as that came out. My uh, question is, do we have Smithers support on it? I don't get, I don't get that reference. It, it, you know what? I'm not going to dig that one. I'm not going to dig into that. Hit him later and let's move on. <laughs> but no, very, 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 very sad for data, look. But yeah, as I say, you put out a statement saying, hey, it's not the game we want. We're working hard to make it the game we want. Fucking follow through. Don't be a bitch. Show me the game that you wanted to make because I, I want to, when I laugh at the game, I want to laugh because it's a stupid game. Release the game design documents. The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, you have nothing to lose. Your, stu- your studio is shutting down. I want to know. I, I refuse to believe. Like, Datalik has a long history, right? I, I can't quite remember other games that they've made off the top of my head, but the, this this was an unexpected flop. They, they've had a, a string of reasonably good ones before this, haven't they? I have uh, no standouts know, for actually. me, I don't think. Um, no? Maybe, maybe this was talking with someone else. I, I thought it was one of you. No, no, I remember oh. um, Alexis saying that, um, like our, our good friend Alexis saying that um, they got this confused with a different developer. Ah, uh, okay. Never mind. Um, uh, where was I going? Yeah. Um, I, I refuse to believe that you hire a bunch of idiots and then make a game as bad as Gollum, uh, accidentally. It feels like it has to be intentional or the result of crunch or scope or anything else. Or so, yeah, release the design Gollum. <laughs> literally design phase. Like, literally day one, the CEO walks in with that idea, literally... No, getting toe punted out. V- Vince McMahon moment, yeah. balance Wonderworld all over again. Well, an, an um, interesting thing to, to point out is this game is literally a series of failures at every level. Like, there's the quest yes. design, there's the actual graphics, there is the, the model. art design, art the design. gameplay. It, it, it's, it's a failure at so many levels, and the fact that it does nothing right for such a beloved IP really shows that like the, the the developers and the testers probably did care, but it's the people in the management positions and the leads and they either didn't provide proper oversight or they just didn't have any buy-in and they were like, yeah, it, it, it just, it is yeah. not a comprehensive game and it is no, no, like, a very I, interesting I, I, take I'm, on what can go wrong. I fully agree with you, Steve. And that's what makes me like, I, I sort of joke and say, I want to release that. Like I want, I want to see this, the game design documents, but 
part of me is angry that that is the game we got. Mm. Not angry in the sense that I want to like, like do, I, I don't want retribution or anything against Daedalic or anyone else. I just I can't understand. Like I've I've tried I've tried understanding what vision there could have been for this game, and I I just I come up blank. I do not know what they were thinking, and I I. For the sake of a psychology student looking back on this in 20 years as part of a lecture, want to know how they thought that this was the right move. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, and you reap what you say. It's not mentioned, I don't think it's mentioned in this article, but Daedalic were also working on another Lord of the Rings IP game, I think. It was uh, yeah, Daedalic no, or someone, someone else, else yeah. is making the, um, the game about the dwarves. No, but Daedalic, Daedalic did say in their big apology thing um, that they were making um, another one in whatever. And that has obviously been cancelled, but it's not clear whether that's being shifted to another developer or just being abandoned entirely. And mm. again, all I have to say is if that's the studio that produced Golem, I, again, want to know the vision for the game that they were working mm. on. <laughs> Golem 2. Anyway, Golem 2. Golem harder. <laughs> Too fast, too golem. <laughs> too fast, too golem. Uh, and, uh, yeah, basically all I have to say about Daedalic, very sad, but I just, I'm up for so many questions. <laughs> um, finally, we have, uh, to me, absolutely hilarious nepotism news. Yeah. The judge... The judge overseeing the Activision case in actually I don't know which jurisdiction this is. This, this uh, is just ah oh, sorry the US. Yeah, this is just the Microsoft versus FTC case. Yeah, uh, <laughs> her son works for Microsoft. That's very yeah. awkward. <laughs> that very is, very awkward. The um the revolving door project is saying that the judge should be replaced because this is a clear conflict of interest. Um. That's gonna throw this that's gonna throw a spanner in the um in the whole machine if that goes through. They they I... the deadline original deadline to renegotiate is the eighteenth. I think the judge was gonna make her decision on the eleventh of this month. Um if they gotta get a new judge, I don't know if they're just going to go over all the case notes. Or if they're going to have to do a retrial. No. If they have to do a retrial, that's going to just push this past that uh, July 18th date. And Bobby Kotick has just straight up said if they don't close the deal by July 18th, they're walking away. That's I don't know. Really I bluff. don't know how legitimate he is on that. Maybe it's just a phrase yeah, to get things moving faster. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you can never know with that, man. But yeah, just, this is a clear conflict of interest. This is fucking crazy yeah it, again i i like to assume people generally have good intentions but i also refuse to believe that you can just forget that your son works for the company that you're deciding whether or not can pay that, 70 billion dollars to acquire another one that's the thing it mm. wasn't it she didn't forget it was revealed in the pre-hearing conference but they let it through because um judge corley said that her son doesn't work in the gaming division but um, this watchdog group is like, no, but it still benefits Microsoft as a whole if, a if Activision yeah. gets bought out. So that's still a conflict of interest. Your son can still go, yeah, no, do it for me. So I get a raise. 
What yeah, do you mean? Microsoft is the one losing $70 billion. Not yet. They haven't lost anything. That, that's also another thing. In the case that um, Phil Spencer was just like, yeah, no, we don't, like, lose $70 billion. It's like, it's $70 billion in assets that's going to ABK. <laughs> it's $70 billion <laughs> in a shitcoin. It's $70 billion in imaginary money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Phil Spencer's uh, board apes. Like, a lot of information came out between all, like, I think it was, like, five days this case was going through. A lot of information came out about Microsoft and how they handle deals and stuff, and it's a lot of information to pass through, and I did want to touch on it on the podcast at some point. It's just, um, I didn't want to do it while the case was still going, and now Why? that this because has come up- you have a up- conflict of interest? <laughs> you have a son working at Microsoft, don't you? I knew it. No, I fucking knew it. No, it's because I own a PlayStation. Did <laughs> <laughs> you imagine um, if that's the conflict of interest? Yeah. Wait a second. They don't like Xbox at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. What do you mean uh, you only if, have a Switch at home? <laughs> if um, if this restarts the case, that's going to be really weird. And also, why I didn't. I didn't go through my notes of finding everything I had to dig up for the case. Mm. So, uh, I guess resident Xbox shell, Steve, what are your thoughts? Does this make it more or less likely to go through? I'd say less likely. They'll have to start again. And then it's like Activision is going to be like, no, nah, fuck you. We're not. Oh, you think, you think Bobby Kotick's actually going to walk away, huh? Yeah. Look, it wouldn't surprise me. Like it's, it's a lot of money. They promised their shareholders. Would you? Would you? Know, he, still gets like, he still gets like what was it? Three billion if uh, the breakup fee happens. Come, come I'm saying, and, and then I think, and then there's rumors that Comcast is interested in buying Activision if the deal goes through, like if the deal falls through. How funny? Because like that'll lower Activision price. And come to like, a question, Steve. Would you? Would you hate Bobby Kotick more or less if he if he walked away from the deal? Oh. Um, yeah, I I'd, know, I'd like him a whole same. lot more if walking away meant he walked out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good one. Um, out of a plane know, with it, his golden parachute, perhaps. Oh no, the, the golden parachute's gone now because he's he's not getting it. Well, that's because you cut the cord. I I would <laughs> I would gladly cut the cord in Minecraft. You. <laughs> You you took you took the faceplate off of your PS5 and you and you you sharpened down to the edges and turned them into a giant pair of scissors, and you respectfully walked on the plane carrying this over uh, over overly sized pair of scissors. You didn't run, which was good because you know as everyone says, you shouldn't run with scissors. Uh, and safety then, first. Yeah, safety first. And then you made sure that Bobby Kotick plummeted to his death without a golden parachute in Minecraft. In fact, I replaced all the gold with lead. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you didn't even use the gold. You just ate it, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, I melted it down and made jewelry for myself. <laughs> Hang on, a, a golden, a golden fursuit. <laughs> hold on, uh... hold on. I, you know, after I got rid of those, um, those PlayStation faceplates to make those oversized scissors, I'll just, I'll just melt them down and make new golden faceplates. Mm, yes, that'll do it's wonders what for the. Sixteen deserves. <laughs> It'll do wonders for the ventilation to have fucking gold in case the <laughs> PlayStation. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, I don't really have much more to add. I think the whole 
recusal thing is, to be honest, just very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one thing if it's if they are going to replace a judge. I think they I think they should and they'll have to, but it might not, and they might just let the judge go through with whatever her decision is. But if they do replace her, then yeah, no, this this deal's just done. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Microsoft, I do not feel so good. And much like the deal, the news is done for this week. Actually, before, uh, sorry, follow-up question. If the deal and the news is <laughs> do, done... Do you have any idea how good that segue was? What the fuck do you mean, sir? Follow-up I question. Need, I, need to, I need to add that on to it. That is not how this works. <laughs> I need to add on to it. If the deal and the news section is done, do you think Phil Spencer is also done? <laughs> no. Well right. done? It- it's not, it's, it, this wasn't his, he could have done a bit more due diligence in the regulatory space. I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> wow. But, but, yeah, I know, right? What, what, what I feel like his, I feel like his public presence since Redfall has kind of like shown that he's kind of done and wants to leave. Really? Oh, I I, and like, just, just to me, it seems like he's done and wants out. I don't think I would have said that, um, but I can probably take the point that, eh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that, actually. No, fuck you. Fuck you, sir. <laughs> Damn, I wow. can only be right so many times a week. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, gents. Uh, the, you, know, you know what's going to really suck, though? When Phil Spencer walks away in two weeks and Seth starts the next episode with, hmm. <laughs> 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 Somebody's owned, owed an apology. Can't believe Steve will have to give Seth the Gluck Gluck Soul Sucker 2000. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm begging you, Pat. Shut the fuck up. That gorilla grip isn't going to hold itself. That's, uh, funny. That's, that's, that's what Seth will be saying to you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That, that was uncalled for. That was, that was too far. Uh, but. You know what's not too far? Uh, giving us a cheeky like on the other podcast platform of your choice. Boom. Nailed the segue. Very uh, good. Because we are, we're not going through an audience question. We've been speaking long enough uh, on this episode. I feel like that's becoming a common phrase. We'll have to look into that. Anyway, uh, yeah, we are, we are now approaching the, the twilight, the zenith hour of episode 80. Uh, so, yeah, a, a, a like, a subscription, a rating, a review, all very much accepted, really help us out. Um, if you want to send us an audience question, uh, you can. We're on Twitter at FasterValange minus one of the L's. Of course, you'll have to be logged in to probably see any of those tweets. Thanks, Elon. Uh, Facebook, FasterValange, and good old FasterValange at gmail.com. Uh, anything you guys want to plug for, for next week? Uh, not really, actually. I, yeah, I've still got my fucking three games I'm going through. Um, I'll eventually finish them. Maybe I'll talk about the DLC for Vampire Survivors. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'll probably just give, like, overall impressions after finishing 16 before trying to set up the spoiler cast date with some friends. Um, outside of that, I don't know what else I could possibly be doing. Brutalizing the person that spoiled it for you? Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's just... He's, he's, he's dead in Minecraft. <laughs> you attacked him with a pair of oversized PS5 faceplates this is again, didn't you? <laughs> I just poured Playing. lava over his house. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Dragon Ball Breakers. 
You know what? You're right, Stephen. I will play that from your suggestion. <laughs> yeah, Man, Steve is just nothing but full of L takes today, huh? Some might say that. It's like he wants me to play mid. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, uh, those, those, and probably so much more are uh, what you have to look forward to in episode 81. But until then, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday, America.